Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. And welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast, the podcast where we decide if meat sauce looks a lot like hummus or a little bit like hummus. Juice, your thoughts? I hate you so much. That's my thoughts. <laughs> Just curious. I had, I had put this on the notes to talk about in like maybe our second episode, but I was like, nah, fuck it. We're not talking about this. Because I, I was like, ah, oh, so like you sent me the, for our first episode, you sent me the files or, or you you started to 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 do it and and you have to uh save it as like a draft yeah. and in the description you put <laughs> you referenced this you were like oh uh get your meat sauce in the hummus container or whatever the fuck i was so angry not really angry but i was just like oh my god fuck it so we're, so we're doing this uh yeah. what leo is referencing by the way i'm juice this that's leo yeah, I don't like the introductions. Let's keep going. Yeah, fuck that. I like this already, hummus story. They already know who we are. Or actually lack of hummus story. Yeah, oh, I hate you. So we uh, used to live together. Uh, we said that on the podcast a few times. And it was in college. You know, college is a different time. You're you're broke. You're usually intoxicated. And yep. that's kind of what was happening. So one night, uh, it's like late. I think I had been drinking, maybe smoking, maybe both. Maybe neither, to be honest. I could have just been hungry. Hungry. That's very possible. But um, I woke up in the middle of the night. I had to have been like one or two in the morning. And I wanted a midnight snack. Now, we actually had like our, our fucking refrigerator. We Someone literally wrote in Sharpie on the inside of like whose shelf was who. And there, it was like very particular, like this is our shit. But that night I was like, fuck it. I'm taking everything or whatever. Not really, but I get it all. I saw this hummus container. And at that point I wasn't like a reg, like now I always have hummus in my fridge. Like I always fucking have it. And back then I didn't, I obviously had had it a few times or whatever in my life, but it wasn't like a staple for my, so I see this like Sabra hummus container and I'm like, perfect. I get some tortilla or whatever the fuck I have. And I just start dipping this sauce and I start eating it. It takes me like at least until like the third bite to be like, mm, this doesn't really taste like hummus. Also, this is very important to the story. I remember I said it was the middle of the night. It was dark. I didn't turn the lights on. I did not turn the lights on. I'm eating this and I'm like, oh, whatever. I put the container back and I went back to bed. The next morning, I'm talking about it. And you guys pull out the container mm-hmm. and it's our roommate. Who brought sauce from their family? Yep. And it was meat sauce. It was not only was it meat sauce, it was tons of meat sauce. It was it was meat sauce. Yeah, it was meaty. The meatiest it's ever been. I ate it, dude. I ate 
<laughs> and here's the thing is like, I had dipped it in, and so I probably didn't get that much meat, but I definitely ate it, and I got sick. Yeah, and, like the second like, he found out, um, he was just like, like I tried no nope. white, just instantly like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And whenever so I always tell people like I was raised vegetarian, I've never had meat. Green and whenever meat. I say that in front of Leo, he's like, Well, well <laughs> yeah, I mean, on accident. Anyways, um so and one time when I was really high I talk about, about, about. Cake, but that's not a different Oh I uh, didn't know about that one. But you know, they make most of their stuff out of oats and like horse parts or something like that. I don't even know. It's all good though. But it's all it's good. supposed to make me feel better. Hey man, you yeah. did it. It's okay. Oh, also, man, wait, hold on. Wait, actually, before ago. you go any further, what do you care? Horse or cow? It's both bad. That's right? what I'm saying. Yeah, they're both <laughs> but you, bad. No, but exactly. But you were like, oh, well, it's okay because this. I'm like, no, it's not because it's either way. So <laughs> too bad. You just flipped it on its ear. Yeah. Well, guys, that's the whole podcast. Um, it's a good yeah. discussion. So, guys, either eat your roommate's stuff or don't. One way or the other, you're going to find yeah. out if it's meat sauce. Yeah, do as I say, not do as I do. And definitely yeah. don't eat your roommate stuff. <laughs> yeah, definitely that don't do that, a- because, especially in the container, which is so funny because, um, I mean, not to be uh, racially discriminatory, but um, she, our roommate was white. So, like, that's like a common occurrence in, like, um, a bunch of ethnic people's uh, houses that containers that are saved from, um, like, butter or stuff like that mm-hmm. have other things inside of them. So, of course, um, you know, he was just like, yeah, it's hummus, but I don't know. That was some a very strange anomaly that Juice ran into, and hopefully he will never run into it ever exactly. again. Exactly. Except that one time oh, yeah, I talked about where he had now I'm a fucking adult and I live on my own where yeah, with my wife and I, like, I'm not going <laughs> to adult thing. But, bro, uh, uh, all right. Well, well, we're here, bro. It. I'm in Texas. This is it. Yes. I'm visiting my fam. You roasted um, Houston last week. Do you want to walk any of that back, or are you still? Do I want to walk any of that back? Oh, of course, I don't want to walk any of that back. Houston sucks. No, I'm just kidding. No, I can't walk. I'm not going to walk back any sort of statement specifically because Texas um, rules. Honestly, yeah. if you're from Houston and you're upset about it, I get it. But at the same time, if I say Houston sucks but Texas is amazing, you'd be like, "All right, that's fair." <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's fair. Uh, it's fair. No. Um, yeah, so I'm just here visiting my family. My brother, uh, we all came here for my dad's retirement, so that was really fun. Uh, I got to watch the fights last night. They watched them too. They all said a bunch of very interesting things. Um, Watching fights with people who don't normally watch it's fights great. is an experience. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, the, 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 the absolute things they say. And like like you and I went through it, obviously, like from – starting out not watching fights and, and we yeah. like the first couple of times we watched fights together i feel like we probably said some really dumb shit too no doubt but, about it except for that one time well juice has met my dad and uh, my parents came yes. to california for uh <laughs> to visit my son out there and it just so happened that the uh mayweather and mcgregor fight was happening um at that time and we were both pretty big fans of uh, mcgregor at the time and um <laughs> during the party there, there was like oh probably like 30 or 40 people there. And my dad just out loud was like, ah, Mayweather's probably going to get on his bike and just run around McGregor for a couple of rounds. And Juice was like, I guess. <laughs> and then that's exactly what fair, happened. Yeah, he did that for like the first six rounds. Yeah. And then he was like, okay, it's time to finish this dude. And then yeah, so, he started like, engaging. He was half yeah. right. 
But he was so just like right away, I was trying to say like, this is going to be an interesting contest because Connor is going to bring something like, you know what I mean? Like my bullshit or whatever. And he goes, Connor's just going to get, or Floyd is just going to get on his bike for 12 rounds. And I was like, oh, he was right. Hey, guys, this is the, I think, third time we're going to have to cancel juice because that's not what my dad sounds like at all. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't remember. This was three years ago. Don't bury me. Guys, just so you know. Wait, it was four years ago. It was a while ago. Just so you know, Japanese refs don't just drink Japanese beer. My dad also doesn't just sound like that. He's two for two. I almost <laughs> dug myself into a hole further. Uh, anyway. I love it. Cancel juice, guys. We are, it's, yes. already tra- it's already trending. It was trending before already this. Already trending. But it's a, it's it, a little bit higher. Anyway. Dude, um, search the hashtag on Twitter, cancel juice. 90% of the tweets are me and other people tweeting at me, but 10%, the other 10, there's some wild tweets out there. Oh no, I got to check this out after this. Um, but anyway, um, so I was able to watch some fights last night. Um, and man, that, that's that full $70 I paid for yesterday, like all the money I paid for, ah, the stream was so bad for all the money that I paid. Well, you see the, the way my bank account is set up, like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it, it was like yeah. every 15 seconds I had to refresh for some reason. Uh, did anyone else have that yeah. problem? Yeah, get at us in the comments. Dana White, get at us or Ariel Juani or anyone. Yeah, yeah, Ariel has a vested stake in the company. Uh, mm-hmm. No, yep. I, I, dude, I was refreshing the stream every two yeah. minutes probably. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was every 15 seconds. It was pretty annoying, but I got to see. during the main event, important. and I was just like, mm-hmm. shit, if this had happened during the finish, I would have literally screamed. Yeah. It happened to my buddy T-Cross, actually. Um, yeah. No, no, yeah. You're just, you're just waiting to refresh and hit someone like, being like on, this dude. with their hands raised. <laughs> and you're like, oh. and you're just like no. <laughs> what happened? And then, and then they're like, okay, let's check. And it's like, let's check the replay. And then again, you're like, no. <laughs> No, um, that actually happened to me during the fucking the first the first fight in the main car, which we'll get to in a second. But um, all right, why don't we start uh, with the with the prelims we want to highlight? What was yours? Uh, mine was uh, Beralt, and let me help you say his la- the other guy's last name Abu uh, Azaitar. Azaitar. Um, so Mark this Andre was my highlight, Barrio and Abu Azaitar. Barrio, Worth noting, yeah. not the guy that got kicked out of the UFC for ten minutes for smuggling potatoes. Yes. Probably related. They look pretty much the same, but that guy's like a lightweight or a featherweight. This is a middleweight. So definitely not. Yeah. Um, Oddman. But anyway, uh, with that being said, this fight was interesting because I was explaining to my dad uh, UFC, like as far as like how the, because I asked uh, Juice the uh, scoring. Judging um, criteria. Judging criteria. And anyways, um, so I was watching it. And then like on this, in the second round, I was like noticing, I was like, wow, these guys look pretty tired. Like they both look pretty gassy like they're not they're not full swings on anything like that and then gassy? um yeah they look like they're shitting themselves like they're gonna fart. Other, yeah they're gonna fart all over the mat they're gonna shit all over the mat anyway um well anyways they should anyway because guess who fucked this shit up <laughs> can we take a guess who was in the goddamn octagon who was the third man in that goddamn octagon again uh no hold on it wasn't who we usually say it was jaron Vallel. Oh, uh, the, guy, the guy who usually I'm like championing because he's the only motherfucker that takes points away. And uh, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, it, well, it was just such a weird situation. Like uh, a shot from uh, from Bariol had like crumpled uh, Zaitar, like he doubled that, over. That came in the that came in the third round, yeah. 
second. It came in. The, no, it came in the second, right? Because yeah. the third is where. Yeah. Uh oh. No, I, I think the it came. Fight ended in the second round. It, it, let me see. We're just looking it up briefly. Young yeah, Jamie no, is loading it. No, I'm almost positive it was in the third round. Yeah, it was six seconds before the whole entire fight was going to end. Yeah, it was in the third round. Everything. Yeah. Okay, it was in the third round. Yeah. Everything problematic happened in the third round. So at the yep. very beginning of the third round is when that first strike had happened. The, the one where he his mouthpiece fell out um, and then it he went to go it pick like it up or something. I, I don't know. It's really confusing. But anyways, he slumped over, looked down. Um, uh, Alzaitar? Alzaitar is the, is the bald gentleman. Well, actually, I think they're both bald. Yeah, they're both Mark bald. Andre is the French-Canadian dude. So and he's the one that won, right? The Moroccan guy. That's right. Barriol won, yes. Barriol, yeah. Yeah, so whenever he was bending down, I guess uh, Barriol clipped him on the back of the head and he fell down like forward like he slumped down it you should watch the replay it's very interesting because once that happened everyone was like oh he was knocked down and that was that was it that was the the fight and then the judge was trying to reach over to call it and then he i mean the judge the the ref was reaching over to call it and then he backed off and then barriol just uh, on him yeah, yeah, started wailing on him. And then, um, actually, no, it got back up to the feet because at the end of the, the round, oh, no, no, it stayed on the ground. That's right. And yeah, then, um, the and then just Barrio just started to wail and wail, wail. And then, right, six seconds before the end of the round, just, just the, the, the ref finally called it. And I was like, huh. Here's what and, I remember. Here's mm-hmm. how I remember it. I remember <laughs> a Zaitar like doubling over. And I thought he thought he was fouled. And I didn't see a foul, but maybe he thought it was so blatant. Like maybe he got, it was a low blow or something because mm-hmm. he was like, oh, and then uh, Burial took it to the ground and the mouthpiece fell out where the ref was trying to get the mouthpiece in and maintain Burial having the dominant position because he was like freeze or whatever. And he was trying and, and fucking his ITAR was like, I don't know if he was so out of it or whatever. He was just yeah, like, this he, is not right. This is not right. Yeah, yeah. He definitely was like, he didn't make a lot of hand motions, but he definitely like, uh, you know what I thought, you know, what probably happened. I'm going to go ahead and assume before the freeze happened. I think he probably thought that, that the fight was over because the way that he was laying was kind of just like waiting for the other guy to get off. I know he's like, they're pausing in the fight, but it looked like he was just like, you know, like, like had been, had lost and, and um, Barriot was going to get up and walk away. And then whenever he came back in, he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then just, yeah, it, it was it's weird. It's a very Fugazi situation. And I remember on the night, like sort of blaming the ref. Like, it, I think it was just maybe poorly handled, but now kind of reflecting on it, I'm just like, dude, that was a tough situation. Like, I don't know what, the, like no one was on the same page. It, it was all fucking Fugazi. I mean, good on him, at least for getting him the mouthpiece, because in that moment, if you're raining ground and pound, dude, you need a fucking mouthpiece if you're on the bottom. Like, right his teeth would have been just in which his is fucking, he would have choked on his own teeth which is good on you know i mean like it's good on the ref for pausing the it's it was very just call straight. the fight like yeah i mean i honestly don't even know what the right call is here it was so fucking it was wacky. very strange damn mm. it, that anyway this is what it was the most interesting of the of the prelims for me um 
with the exception of the next one, which I think, yeah, Juice knows. I can't say his name, but Juice knows. Yeah. Are we, are we ready to move on to, to mine? I think I think so. Just yeah. next time. But honestly, it you know what? Just for argument's sake, it was Chris Tyone and he fucked up. So, yeah, let's just fire Chris Tyone for this fight, on. even though he wasn't involved. Yeah, for this fight, yeah, he wasn't in it. Fair. I actually think that's yeah. the most fair thing we've ever said. Um, he should have been fired, so yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but we need a reason. Like, like sometimes Oscars uh, will be given to actors who have been deserving it, but maybe they didn't deserve it for this one. So it's just like you know, same inspiring, but yeah, the exactly. same energy for Chris Tyone, <laughs> but for otherwise. Yeah. Um, the prelim that I wanted to talk about was Modestus Bukakis versus Mikhail Oleksiychuk. Now, the fight itself average maybe yeah. slightly above average uh yeah. it was pretty much kind of back and forth but for the most part i thought bukakis was in control michael was like pressuring him and so you could it looked like he was in in control but in the in reality bukakis was the one landing the more shots more shots yeah he rocked him a couple of times <clears throat> but these fucking judges were just like oh bukakis landed more Let's give it to Oleksiychuk for being tough, maybe, and pressuring. Like, honestly, that pissed the shit out of me. Yeah, it really. was weird. It was really strange because even even the uh, Joe and, and, and all of them were like, yeah, we have to look at the scorecard because, like, the fact that um, uh, Bukakis was <laughs> – the fact that he was running, uh, I guess, like, you know, keeping on the outside, kind of sticking and moving that whole time, I guess. That's what Joe was saying is, like, that's – maybe like on the aggression but he still when he was standing his ground and punching i mean he was standing his ground and punching and and landing right. significant strikes they even have the 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 number on there um right. as far as like uh i think it, i think it was like by 10 like yeah not even he had cl- better super close better angles yeah. you know michael would like pressure him but then he would get angle out and and, and reverse the position like yeah I honestly don't understand like how you can justify and like, by the way, we didn't talk about it on the podcast because it was a prelim that we didn't cover, but I'm in this league. Like I said, I picked Oleg Sechuk. So I like, if anything, I, I wanted him to win, but I don't think he did at all. And like, I, yeah. I told the guy that uh, is putting it together. His name is Riz. And I, I like, Dima was like, well, I should be Oh, and three at this point, but I'm one and two. Yeah, because we were texting, and I and I even said, um, I said Bukaki by a mile, and um, even though his name is Bukakis, but anyway, um, little thick joke there for you guys. Uh, <laughs> a little calm joke for you, everyone, well, well, all the listeners, down. just right in your ear. Anyway, with that being said, um, I remember texting and be like, "Oh yeah, Bukaki by a mile," and you're like, "Yes," and then all of a sudden we were like, "Uh, uh no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly." <laughs> and then I said, and then I. I said that it turns out I have Bukaki on my face, yeah, which was, I you know, Buk- <laughs> yeah. So I on the Bukaki is what they said. Um, anyway, as we both, as we both agree and probably a good amount of people, Bukaki should have won. Right. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I legitimately don't understand. The score, the judging. Yeah. How, how it worked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those were two great uh, prelims. Uh, the, uh, just to kind of sum up, not the most explosive compared to the last uh, two weeks of the of right. fights. Uh, we've had, we've had prelims as... that are like fucking bangers these mm-hmm. last several weeks. And this one was just like, eh. yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah. But anyway, with that being said, um, 
let's move on to our main card with my first correct pick <laughs> from New Zealand. Jaime Milarike. Uh, definitely Jamie Malarkey. It's Jaime Milarike. Okay, so so it's okay for you to say that and not get canceled, but I'm I say even just like a remote like Hey man, guess what? Can you what accent am I doing? Do you know? No. Exactly. Yeah, you can't figure it out. <laughs> can't get canceled. Plus I'm Hispanic and have more melanin in my skin. So Jaime Milarike and the amount of uh, shade I'm throwing you right now is just and come on. Um Kamara Hithar, where are they? That's right. Oh, man. But just so you guys know, I don't know if you know this, but I've known Juice for a very long time. And um, uh, anyone saying anyone's name wrong, it gets them. And I get it. I do understand because like it's a preference of what someone wants to be called. And they're used to someone butchering their name all the time. I will just pronounce it in a specific way just to let them know. But I know exactly how to pronounce Jaime Mielarke and Kamara and where are they? No, no, but um, <laughs> you're like, you're like if Sasha Baron Cohen was told he has to speak Gaelic for a role and has no time to repeat. <laughs> he's just like, I'm trying to burn. <laughs> you're just making shit up. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, in the notes as I'm looking at them, uh, <laughs> Juice's note says, Noiked, uh, Kamara Gordy. I already out. fixed it on my end. I was hoping you wouldn't notice. No, I love it. I love no, he, yeah, he no, he noinked them. They doinked each don't other. Don't blame me for your <laughs> pronunciation. They all doinked each other, anyways. But it was a fast this fight. One, I, mean, I was sad that this is like okay, so prelims, early prelims were on ESPN Plus. So I was like, okay, let me have at least a clear stream for that. And yeah. then when it came time for the pay per view, I was like, oh, fuck, trying, trying to find a stream. I literally couldn't get my shit working until the finish and not even actually the finish, the replay of the finish. So I yeah. saw when he landed that bomb, but then I was like, Oh, how did we get here? Uh, Quickly. <laughs> and I remember you were, you were texting me and, and I, I love when you do this and it's so funny because it only happens whenever I'm not ready. You always like yeah. spoil it. You were like, Oh, Malarkey's about to get finished. And they were like, Oh, well actually. And then I see on Twitter, everyone saying like, Oh, Malarkey. So yeah, good it was for him, a, man, it, for getting the UFC win. It was great. It was a good right on the right on the button. Um, you know, uh, yeah, it was it was great. I, I can't. Um, it was just a perfect stoppage, perfect everything for that. Quick, easy. Uh, I can't wait to see him get in there again and fight uh, someone else. I don't know if he called anyone out. I don't. Th- oh right. Oh, that's what I also think. Um, Post fight interviews. They stopped that. Weirdly. Um, randomly um, they for the prelims at least. in the prelims, but they definitely interviewed Malarkey. I remember that they they interviewed oh, that's all the right. people for the uh, for the post fight because like he was talking about like working with Volkanovski and oh yeah yeah yeah. Like that. Um, but either way, quick fight, fun, uh, good knockout. Uh, uh, I would I was gonna say the only one, but that's not true. That's definitely not true. Um, imagine if. The UFC made a rule that you have to call somebody out. I mean, they could they they couldn't do that. I'm pretty sure, like legally or whatever. Not not even legally, but th- there's no way that would even fucking stick. But like, some people would be so fucking lost. 
Uh, That's true. I agree. Because because the, 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 the thing to be said, like, I remember specifically when Dan Hooker called every, every time he called people out, I was like, yeah. yes, good. <laughs> it's direct. It's it's straightforward. It's a few words. It's like, let's get Dustin in here. He's over. Like, it, I, it's just so like, just a little bit gets people together, gets people excited. Um, I can't remember another. Oh, uh, Corey Sandhagen. Um, he was like, I mean, either yeah. I need to. I need to sleep both those guys. And he I was, was like, like, yes. Either one, they face me, they're going, they're taking a nap. Like I was just yeah, like, was boom, like, that's it. Yeah. That, so, like the, the, the perfect calls are ones like that. Like in um, one time in Bellator, I watched, uh, so I watched Bellator 170 live. I was in the arena yeah. in the forum. Fucking amazing show. Paul Daly lands the, the, na- the filthiest KO I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than like Uriah Hall on the ultimate fighter he lands a flying knee against this poor bastard named brennan ward uh who is now fighting in bare knuckle i think or maybe retired he literally was not awake for like five minutes and they had to come on the loudspeaker like i don't i don't think this was on the broadcast they may have said something but they wanted the loudspeaker in the arena like just so you know he's up he's responsive we've been talking to him like fucking sleeps this guy and then he gets on the mic and he's like at this point rory mcdonald had just been signed to bellator he didn't have an opponent announced he's like if rory mcdonald steps in his cage with me get knocked the fuck out and then like walks away i was like that's oh, it oh that's it just a quick sim like i'm gonna fucking like like exactly like you said whenever hooker called out poirier all of his call outs have just been like that yeah straight even, one even- person to the point the generic one dude because when yeah. he knocked out gilbert burns he's like i need a ranked opponent you're getting these boys hurt. I was just like, fuck yeah, yeah that's, that's it. it. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's... Uh, Moving on from that, oh, the, the yeah. Miranda Maverick, Jillian Robertson fight. Really fucking good, actually. It was good. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, I mean, uh, Miranda was really putting that pressure on and um, uh, they were talking about her her needing the experience and I agree, but I think like she's... Um, I think she's she's got a lot of potential uh, as a uh, as a fighter um, just from seeing that. I mean, like she was even explaining in the post fight about uh, how she was like, you know, I got myself into a bit of trouble, but I got myself out. And and uh, yeah, I do, I do feel bad for Julia Robertson, Jillian Robertson, though. Um, you know, I mean, fighters who have been doing it for some time and it just it's just kind of tough and especially like that way like you know there was there was times where she was close with like um submissions so submissions like, yeah just right there and it just like you know she's not either exploding fast enough or doing something to kind of capitalize on it she's just right there on an arm bar or something along those lines and uh miranda maverick just just overwhelmed her and and did a great great job 100 and and it's worth noting and I, I i don't know if i said this last week i definitely was te- texting you about it when they f- first got matched up this was like weeks ago i picked robertson i wanted robertson to win um the day of the fight like three hours before the fight starts she the fight gets canceled like i don't know how long they knew i don't know how long miranda's camp knew or whatever but the news broke three hours mm-hmm. so there's that and, and ever since then i've been thinking about that and then when it came time to make our picks, I was like, you know what? I think I think Mavericks actually got this because when I, when I did pick Robertson, I was thinking, yeah, they'll get in a scramble, she'll catch a submission, like that's kind of her thing, and that's her, like no, Miranda's defense, even yeah. the times when Jillian was close, it was still she ultimately she found a way to get out. It was great, 
And yeah. um, I love her energy, dude. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing Miranda. I really hope they don't match her up against any of my favorite fighters because our, those are both in the their same division. If, if she does, I'm going to have to fucking go full heel against Miranda Maverick. But until then, I'm a fucking Maverick supporter, baby. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um, okay, well, on to the next controversial fight. Um, was it controversial? Hmm. What was controversial about this? Sean, Sean O'Malley versus Thomas Almeida is what he's talking about. Unless you're just talking about the fucking bullshit walk-off KO where he was like, yeah. oh, yeah. That, and that's then, what I'm talking about. That was, just, that was just fucking weak, dude. Like, you stunned him with an overhand or whatever that was. And then on the on the commentary, they were like, oh, I'm surprised he didn't go up from them. Like, I'm not. He just wobbled. Like, people just No, wobbled. no. They, they, they kind of walked it back, like, 10 seconds later after Almeida got back up. They are like... Yeah, that was stupid. You should have you should have oh, yeah. gone for, for it. Like that was dumb, because well, yeah, well, absolutely. But I, I there, I think they're saying the follow up after he dropped him. Like I think they're saying from the initial one, like oh, how did he even survive that? It's like no, right. he did. Now it's fine. Then what was it? The head kick or something that that actually dropped Almeida. That's when yep. we should have rushed. Like bro, learn what a walk off KO is. Yeah, he, he wasn't out. He wasn't out. Like. Yeah. Now, in any way, he, way, like, he, he would, would have been finished if you had followed up like right away. And also remember the and like if, if Sean, I mean, we saw it, but Sean's there. Like he landed on right. the fence. Like he didn't land like flush straight down. He landed on the fence sitting. He didn't even exactly. He did, his back didn't even hit the canvas. His butt did, and then he was just looking up. And then he was like, "Okay." And then Sean was walking right. away, and then he was like, "It's not done." It's like, yeah. And then Almeida just got up and and kept working him and that was what was interesting about it because everyone was like hey man if sean's not careful you know with another opponent after this someone's going to go to those legs and just f that mother effer up um, yeah dude 100 uh, we actually have a question about that in the forum that i can't wait great. to get to. um but yeah um but you bring up a good point about defense because if defense hadn't been there slight chance that it could have been a walk-off ko because he could have hit the yeah, canvas hit the head yeah yeah yeah, yeah. again but he didn't. But anyway, I mean, but, ultimately, the right guy but, won in terms of like he yeah. did end up getting the finish. But and he was anyway. and he was looking very crisp. He was. He really. I mean, the, he was the, looking very douchey. Yeah, he was looking very. No, he, like, weed his striking was on, was on point. Head. You're right. He was very much had that weed symbol in the back of his head. Um, with that weed being symbol? said, yeah, he had some weed on the back of his head. Um, he put it into his hair. Uh, yeah, yeah he, he had a henna dye, and they they crushed up the. Leaf. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, problematic. Did I did I pick Sean? Mm, let's did try. I pick Sean? I think I did I because did. because I yes, talked about it being did. problematic. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Oh well, he won. So <laughs> whatever. He doesn't have any regret about saying anything about Megan. But anyway. Dude, yeah. Did you yeah. hear the interview yeah. mm-hmm. where he was just mm-hmm. like, I didn't say anything? It's like, hold on, bro. Yeah. Before that, you said people that get addicted to heroin are pussies uh <laughs> yeah i mean problematic but he won so i can't be mad at him thanks for my yeah. fight picks bro you're welcome anyway I, I promise to always withhold information from now on just so you can always bla- put me on blast with if they win you're like well he <laughs> he went to mexico one time and called everyone uh well he donated to ted cruz's campaign <laughs> yeah i can't wait it's gonna be micro he chose yes. the left twix over the right so twix. Minor. What an idiot. 
Uh, he jaywalked in 93. Problem. Yeah, biggest problem. Um, okay, and then, so that's all to say. I mean, actually, hold on. I will say good on Thomas Almeida for holding on throughout the whole fight. Like you said, Sean, like we were talking about, Sean O'Malley's striking did look really good. He was really um, lighting up Thomas Almeida, but it did take him down. So there is a path to victory for anyone that's going to fight Sean O'Malley next, but it will be a tough one. Uh, just kind of wanted to kind of button that up because the next one is so interesting um, to me uh, because it got a uh, fight of the night. It did. Vicente Luque, Vicente Luque versus Tyron Woodley got fight of the night. It did. That is fucking dumb. Definitely bonus worthy on yeah. the part of Vicente. Vicente, yeah, Vicente. Definitely. Even though it was his quickest stoppage, this may have been Tyron's best performance out of this four-fight losing streak because sure. he actually did something. Sure. And it's so fun. Right. Yeah. And but it, it it's so funny because I I made a video. I was like, can't wait for uh Vicente Loki to knock Tyron Woodley the fuck out. And someone responded, uh, sorry, bro. Vicente only engages and goes ape shit when people fire back on him, and Woodley ain't doing that. Well, that motherfucker was wrong. I don't mean but, motherfuckers. But I don't know who it was. But yeah, I agree. I, I, you're, the point you were going to make, I don't, yeah, I was like, that's dumb. I was like, no, it didn't deserve it. And everyone's like, wow, tired, like really? And I was like, I, I guess. <laughs> it certainly wasn't, it certainly wasn't fireworks. Like before that, I wasn't like, oh my God, I can't believe like this is so unexpected. I was like, no, Tyrone got beat up to the back of the fence, put down thrown over damn ah okay you know but also well, before we go any further um shout out to the prelim fight with the with the von flu the von flu choke so yes but anyways just because i just saw the darsh choke and i was like okay that reminded me of that but anyways yes. it certainly didn't deserve fight of the night but um good on vicente looking for getting the, the darsh um but you know it's times like these when you think just how good is Stephen Wonderboy Thompson? You just got to <laughs> ask the question. You just really do. It's weird. It's weird, man. You know what? Actually, that reminds me. So I, I, I heard an interview with Tyron where he was talking about how the fight between Vicente and Wonderboy was Wonderboy's best performance or one of them, at least. And he's like, and it's not because of anything he did. It's because of what Vicente did. It was like, he was putting it to him and he made wonder boy look how he did and yeah. it's just like that came to fruition because wildness or whatever forced tyron to engage and it created those openings where he he, he dude he, he wobbled tyron there was a point where he even like tyron tried to go for a takedown he just shucked him off and tyron stumbled to the fence that was the fucking crazy shit yeah. to me that fight that's why i think maybe the Whoever votes the fight of the night, they're probably thinking of those emotions you get like during a fight of the night. And that was mm -hmm. certainly one of those times where you're like, oh, what's going to happen here? And it, I mean, ultimately led to the Darce choke, which is funny because Tyron always prides himself on his grappling. He submitted Darren with a Darce choke. And Vicente's like, nope, here we go. Yeah, I think you're right about the emotions about it, especially because like, you, you know, this is four fights lost in a row. So the emotion of him being able to even maybe win is probably what everyone was like, oh, like if he wins, like, you know, who knows what's going to happen over this. But now, even that it's where it is, well, yeah. I mean, just like last week, we answered the question and I still don't know. 
even after it's already happened. Right. Uh, I have no idea. The contract's up. Uh, I mean, that's four in a row. I don't know how many fighters have come back from that. To be honest a with few. you. Yeah. Dan but, Hardy being one off the top okay. of my head. Right. But, you know, now he you know, yelled at Herb Dean or touched someone or something like that. <laughs> Whatever that guy did. Um, yeah. Yeah. The whole controversy. I feel like we need more information on that. Yeah. It's it's the fact that it's still in the dark this whole entire time still feels kind of strange. Like, and I get it like for anim, uh, anonymity sake. Yeah. Anonymity. Mm-hmm. The anonymity sake. Uh, monogamous sake. Finding Nemo. Yeah. From, for synonymous anonymity. sakes. Um, for for synonym sakes um uh, uh no i don't really need to know i mean obviously you know yeah, concept of meat this could be this could be my problematic take um but we already have to believe it but i just there is something like because because remember it's um it's it's not specific to something that he did it's specific to something that he said yeah which is why which is which is which is kind of important i'm not to say the context is i don't need context i just want to know well, what 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 it was because saying and doing are two very separate things and whatever now he's announcing for bellator like what is he doing <laughs> now he's taking over joe martinez's spot at bellator like what <laughs> joe martinez doesn't work for bellator who cares <laughs> hey ufc fire these three people you already did dan hardy got it joe martinez Chris Dan. Oh. They're out. They're out. You already They're got one. Out. You might as well look, Dan Hardy, those three are like like peas in a pot. So you might as well just get them all out. Yeah, exactly. One one announcer, one commentary, one ref. Get them out every four years. One commentary. Yeah, one commentary. It's a commentary on life. <laughs> one color commentary. Anyways, this went off the rails. Uh, let's go to the next one. Um, no, uh, like good job on on Vicente. Um, and oh, that was good. I see, see you, see you, Tyron. Sorry. This is yeah. like this is fight that makes sense. He called out Nate Diaz. There's no way in hell Nate Diaz takes that fight. But honestly, want to see it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's one of those. I'm things. all in on it. You, you know where I'm at. Where do you think I'm at? All in. But where? Like, but where? International fight week. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Vicente Luque, Nate Diaz, international fight. Didn't they? Didn't they announce uh, during the broadcast that uh, Poirier McGregor three was just finalized for international fight week? Oh, I don't. I don't know. But but yeah. regardless, man, Dana like is a, it's a bitch. It's a little bitch. Yeah, um, bitch. like I said, yeah. I talked about that. I talked about it before about the um about him saying that stupid fucking thing about moving international fight week to the the last weekend of uh, january because of the poor eric mcgregor fight anyways with that being said like and now that we have two events that are full gate i he would have been kicking his own self 100 percent. could you imagine like if he was like <laughs> let me just book all these fights at the beginning of this year because that's the, what's even weirder about that we knew we knew that the world was going to open back up at some point and, and if anyone knew it if anyone even thought to invest in it it would be him so for him to be like oh because connor's fighting you know let me i was like 
Okay, so you're gonna lose a you're gonna lose three full capacity events that you're gonna try to push for, which two places have already said yes to, just because Conor McGregor's fighting at the beginning. Idiot. Now you're yeah. getting a trilogy with a live audience. International Fight Week. So come on, dude. What? Yeah. Anyway, um, and I'll be there, and I don't, and I won't wear a mask. Great. And I'll cough right on Chris Diane. And I don't even have it, but I'll just do it. Yeah, I'm sure you can afford front row seats. Right, mo- moving on. <laughs> uh, the main event makes me super sad, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't want to go there. But, but with that I mean, being I, said, I am happy for Francis. Absolutely. With that being said, with that being said, last week you could tell that I was on the fence um, about it because of um you know the, the bias of the previous fight and you're right um but i i kind of figured uh bec- because of the way that all the fights had been going um for francis i was like well i mean if he just rushes if he bum rushes stipe then it will you know it'll you know he'll probably just knock him out with a more uh, precise shot is what i thought in the first round but hey guys that first round was just as crazy as when they last fought um, that first round i was like someone was like wow Ngannou's built different and i was like stipe's built different i was like that's crazy that he was like it was the same forward pressure again and he was rushing and i was like oh shoot and then that was the difference is when Ngannou backed off was whenever you're like ah i see here's someone that's adjusted and then I mean, you the the first um, the the gra- the first takedown wrestling. Exchange. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, Stipe, like yeah. you. I mean, you saw Stipe's full back, full legs, full everything, just like do like uh like a heave. And after the third one, nah, Fr- uh, Francis was so, like, ah, forget that. He shucked him off, and then he went for his own takedown, dude. Yeah, I mean, he didn't get it, but I was. Yeah, you no, know, like, he, he, he changed oh, the position. I was like, yeah, that's right, Francis. Um, and then, oh, you're a wrestler now. Uh, okay. Both men are great men. There is no doubt about that. They're, they're both very, very good men. Uh, oh, there's also the controversy of everything. So, okay. Let's acknowledge it. Francis Ngannou defeated Stipe Miocic in the second round by a knockout. Francis Ngannou is now the champion, which is fantastic. Great for him. Great for Cameroon. Great for everyone that that has yes. cheered for this guy. And he couldn't have beat a better heavyweight, with the exception of two people. And by two people, I actually mean one person, because we all know now that the controversy that's coming out about John Jones talking about pay might start to overshadow something in time for... Which week? International Fight Week. <laughs> so if negotiations aren't going well by International Fight Week, who is fighting? Derek Lewis. That's goddamn right. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> I hope to God that after International Fight Week, <laughs> you start I coming still up say. with ideas for... Bro, I'm still going to say it. 
But I'm just letting you know that that it it it's weird. Like this back and forth needle. Now, granted, okay. First of all, everyone talking about um. The, uh, I saw a lot of people on Twitter like, oh, like everyone's like John Jones is supposed to ask for my all that stuff. Be quiet. Don't matter. The lawsuit is in place. He can talk about it. Any any fighter can talk about it. The lawsuit is in place. That's all we care about. That's what I care about. That's what Juice cares about. And that's what all of you should care about. I don't care that John Jones is asking for more money. They should already get more money. He should, it doesn't matter if it's coming out of his mouth or anyone else's mouth. The guys who actually went forward and did the whole lawsuit, those are the heroes. Those are the guys that are actually doing it. Those are the people that are going to be getting everyone to shut up about it. And, and we right. hope... And we have to hope that it goes through. I'm such an advocate for that. We, we both are. We, you talk yeah. about fighter pay. You talk about fighter pay. Everyone wants to say, John Jones, can, like, John Jones won't do it. for, And everyone's like making fun of him about the pay. And I was like, guys, none of that matters. When the lawsuit goes through, that's what we need. When that, when that, anything of legislation or legislation, what the fuck, any sort of legality that comes out from that lawsuit, you better be retweeting and reposting that about it. I don't want to hear about you talking about John Jones or anyone asking for more pay. Anything regarding that lawsuit, retweet. That's it. God damn right. We're not fielding. We're not fielding questions on this. We're not having an argument on the fighters or anything like that. A lawsuit that will take them five billion dollars and make everyone look like stupid clowns or have less of eight K cameras for a little bit of time. That's what we need because the fighters need to get paid. If the UFC were to say like this lawsuit would disband us, hey, guess what? Still do it. Yep. Still do it. Build. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. So that's just my whole thing on, on the whole John Jones thing about asking yeah. for money and all that stuff. I just want you to know he is 100% in his right to ask for it. But if you guys want to believe in actual fighter pay, anytime anything comes about the legislation uh, or the, uh, sorry, the legality of that, um, yeah. of that actual suit, retweet it. That's it. If you care, retweet. You're spitting nothing but facts. And I have some stuff to add to it, but I'm going to save it because we have some, some okay. important questions about that. But anyway, with that but being said, International as as- Fight Week, Derek Lewis, and Francis Ngannou. I'm so excited. I'm I'm so Dude. excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm already like, the ship has sailed on John Jones. Not really. Obviously, like, that's to me the fight I do want to see in Ngannou versus yes, John Jones. I agree. But... But it, I don't want to get my hopes up, dude. Like, I've already been getting my hopes up for, for so long that I'm like, okay, fuck it. If he's asking for more money, probably they're not going to give it to him. Let me just put all my eggs in the basket of Derek Lewis because that's a fight I also do want to see. Yeah, but also, because, too. Because a patient, because patient in Ghana is scary. Like, people got to remember, yeah. pa- patient in Ghana is scary. But you know who else is scary? Fucking possum Derek Lewis is scary. Huh? Yeah. You guys know Possum Derek Luce? Like he's dead on the side of the road and then all of a sudden call an ambulance and then he's like, but not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Just like that meme. Guys. Just like it. Guys, I love Francis so much. But just for five seconds with me really quick. Imagine Derek Luce. And new heavyweight champion of the world, Derek Lewis. Guys. Derek, the Black Beast, Lewis. He drops his pants, whips his dick out, and the UFC is over. It's over. It's over, dude. He ends the entire organization. We don't have a belt big enough for this. Yeah, they're all in the back. Like, what are we supposed to do? Yeah, for some reason, everyone who works for... pull out his dick. (laughs) I don't don't know if we can wrap a belt around it. I mean... They all sound like that for some reason. Even Dana's like, 
what do, what do we do? I guess I have to forfeit the company. Derek is my boss now. Guys, just for, I mean, it was longer than five seconds, but just no disrespect to, no disrespect to, to Francis. But guys, this moment. guys, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's going to, it certainly is not going to be an easy fight, but if it does happen, guys, we will have crowned the funniest champion. <laughs> we will have crowned the funny, the funniest, the funniest heavyweight champion. And, and, and get this guys. If it does happen, oh, man, I'm just getting chills even thinking about it. If it does happen and Derek Lewis knocks Francis and Ngannou out, oh. he will win the belt and will also be at the top of the heat for most knockouts in UFC history. Guys, <laughs> oh, I legit thought you were going to say he will have won the belt and he will have won my heart. Yeah. Now, he has already won my heart, as you know, because yeah, I'm I, gushing over him. But really, but, but uh, could you imagine, like, the, first, and and could you guys imagine, oh, my goodness, guys. Whew, I got, okay, okay. Guys, way, I, the. Watch Derek Lewis on JRE. No, I did not get a chance to watch that yet. I, I didn't want, I mean, it's, so he's on Spotify now and Spotify has this thing where you can like do a video podcast in the app, which is weird. So like, but you don't have to be, you know, it can still function like Spotify. So but I had it on, I was listening mostly, but I would get, glance at it every now and then. He's, he's fucking, and I, I didn't listen to the whole thing because I can't stand Joe Rogan, but uh, I love Derek. So it was like a really yeah. fucking hard decision for me. Derek, they were talking about his Instagram and how like Joe shouted out his Instagram or whatever. And you know this because you're more on Instagram than on Twitter. Like whenever he posts those videos of like people doing wild shit and they get hurt. He'll and put, he's like, he's okay. Yeah. He's okay. He's lying. <laughs> and I didn't know that. I, I just assumed that he knew, but he said he started getting like, he, he said he started getting like messages and stuff or, or comments or like, oh my God, is he okay or whatever. And so he just started to be like, oh, he's okay. Just to like put people That's at ease. so funny. Yeah. Because um, I don't know if you saw this, but like uh, maybe like six months ago or something like that, like him and his son were on their ATV and like they ran into like this, this wall thing. And he was like, he's okay. And he really was, but it was like. Um, but all the other ones are really, really fun. Anyway. Yeah, definitely. Not. Guys, okay. But just like, damn. Okay, just just take this picture with me. I, I know I said five minutes, but just give me just two more minutes, okay? Just picture this, okay? Here we are. The Forum in Los Angeles, California. Full capacity. Oof. Derek Lewis, Francis Ngannou. It's 9 p.m. They started a little bit earlier. Okay, so you guys aren't up too late, but you're still up pretty late. <laughs> a little low late. Okay, guys, Derek Lewis gets it. Most knockouts in UFC history, most belt, and everyone is it's like screaming, full crowd most screaming. Belt? Most belts ever. He has the most belts, most belts wrapped around his waist and dick. But anyway, guys, I'm just letting you guys know, I can't wait. Derek Lewis, Francis Ngannou, International Fight Week. That's probably going to happen, actually. So, yeah, honestly, it's it's they could they they can't put those cards they can't put Connor and and uh, Dustin they can't put that together. If they no, it's it's too much. It, it, it would say, be it would be throwing money away. Don't no, put it'd be throwing Connor money away. on a stacked card. Yeah, because he makes too much money. They don't have yeah. enough to spread it out. 
Yeah, and, it'd and be, Derek Lewis makes a shit ton of money. I assume Ngannou makes a shit ton of money as well. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no. It would make too. It would be dumb. It would be like wasting. It'd just be blowing their load. But at the same time, like, don't we all need a little Bukaki on our face? I just just a little say, bit. If they do what they sometimes do, what they did in the past with International Fight Week, where they will have multiple cards, they could do them back to back. Oh, that 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 is fine. I'm 100 percent okay with that. Because I think that's probably what will happen. I think it'll yeah. be, um, I think it'll be, because I think last time it was a Wednesday, a Friday, and a Saturday, I think, were the three cards. I think. They usually do them Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Hmm. Okay. Well, either way, um, either way, I think I think Dana's got something big cooked up for, for International Fight Week as far as like how many title fights there are going to be. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. Um, but anyway, um, congrats to Francis, and I can't wait for him and Derek to fight, or him and John. Both of those fights are, are super, super exciting for everyone. So, Absolutely. All right. So, with that said, uh, let's do a, a recap of our standings in our mm-hmm. um, fight picks, sort of our mm-hmm. overall score. So, uh, last night, you went three and two. I went two and three brings you to 13 and 16 overall and i'm mm-hmm. at 18 and 11 all so right you're catching up but but still not that close still, far <laughs> <behind>. <laughs> still, still pretty far behind still very um behind. all right shall we get into some news before we take a break e, uh yes yes so we actually have one quick piece of news i said on the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago that if if you leave a review on apple podcasts i will read it and only one person did that but it was a person who had already left the review and they updated it so it didn't register in my brain to read it on the podcast however i'm gonna do it so this is from the homie mma catfish um his fucking name on um on itunes or whatever is punk curmudgeon which i think used to be actually his twitter name for a while um so his his i'm gonna read both his original review says i love me some tasty juice in my ear hole one of the funniest and realest around give him a listen call in a voice question take part also don't be a tool and fmp update says 2021 juice added a co-host and rebranded the podcast because we canceled it The new co-host, Leo, is much funnier and more professional. He is what the show needed. Juleo, better than Juice. Five stars. Five stars. Thank thank you, Seth. That was amazing. Thank you. And on to the next piece of news. The only other piece of news I want to talk about is Christmas came early this year. And by that, I mean... They announced on my birthday, and and since I've been doing this podcast, there have been some cool things happening around my birthday, as far as like fights, like uh, Roxy fought just a couple days after my birthday, <clears throat> the first year I did the podcast. This year, there's it's actually falls on a Saturday, and they're doing a fight card, and my girl Misha Cupcake Tate announced her return, and she's taking on Marion Renault. So, are you telling me on my birthday? I get to watch Misha Tate beat up a school teacher who's who's 
anti-mask? Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. This is such a great than coming. piece of news. It's better than coming. It's way better than coming. Like when you oh go to the God. gym and you get the pump, it's coming. Pumping iron is better it's than coming. Pumping coming, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> coming, Misha Tate. We're coming on Misha Tate. We can't say that. We're not supposed we, we to say can't. that. We can't. It, it has nothing to do with, with what I it think has, It has nothing to do about how attractive she is or anything. We're just saying that just, on, uh, just the idea of someone beating up someone. Fighter. Very skilled fighter. We just want you to know that if we if we get canceled for this, we're just saying we didn't say, we definitely didn't say we're going to come on Misha Tate. We just said that we'll come over Misha Tate. Which also implies that we have a good trajectory with our semen. But what I mean is, is not that we just mean that we're excited about her fighting Maria Bruno. That's what we're excited exactly. about. And but, it's on Jesus' birthday. Say, right, exactly. It sounded like you said Jesus' birthday, by the way. So thank it's you. It's on Jesus' birthday. Uh, I do want to talk about a couple of things, though, regarding this, because when Misha tired, when Misha retired, by the way, I don't know why I missed the first <laughs> syllable on that. Well, when Misha initially retired uh, five years ago or whatever it was after oh. uh, Raquel, Pe- she retired on the stool, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so weird. Um, when, when, when she fought Raquel Pennington at UFC 205. So that was 2016, November, 2016. Um, it, it was basically like, I've done everything I can accomplish in the sport. She already reached the pinnacle. She got the belt, you know, she got the dog should beat out her by Amanda Nunes and that was all she wrote and and then she sort of shifted to work toward the business side like she she started have, building a family she left brian caraway best decision she's probably ever made uh had a baby with johnny nunez and they moved to singapore because she was given a job they actually signed him as well and he's uh, fights for them or at least he did i don't know if he still does and then she was the vp of I want to say fighter relations or something like that. She, she was some sort of vice president over there of something. They gave her an executive job. And I don't know if that's just maybe not going well or she has the competitive itch again because I guess she's still under contract with the UFC and she's coming back. Worth noting, they waived the, uh, I think there's like a four month or a six month waiting period that you have to be in the, you saw the testing pool and they waive that so that she could make her return. Yes, that's right. Uh, it's uh, six months, right? I think it's something like that. They, they keep changing all the time. I think it's six months if you're a previous defender, which I think uh, Misha is not. So it should just be four months. And so it, it way. would seem that it would fall like right at the time, but maybe it is six months and they're just waving. I don't know. They can really do whatever they want with that whole thing. It's so dumb. But anyways, Misha Tate, it's coming back. I, I can't wait. And I, Marion Renault. And be, I know a lot of could people could not possibly were, be more excited than I am. And I know a lot of people were making the joke that Ronda was going to come back. Hey, don't. Also, yeah. Um, no, that, also, that's not even. Also, before we go any further, um, I love Misha Tate. I think it's great. Um, not gonna lie, a little bit of a wacky statement that she said that she has the style to beat Amanda. A little bit, just a little bit of a wacky statement. I'm not gonna lie. I don't doubt that um, you are supposed to have self confidence in yourself, dude. That just so I I didn't even see that. I, I feel like I saw someone say it, but I didn't. It didn't register. Like she, she did. She said. She said. I think. I I, I think. Oh my god. I can't even say dude. it out loud because it's literally makes me make a clown face. Like oh my if, god. if someone if someone told me like I'm gonna put pie in your face after you say this, I'd be like, yeah, probably, because you think I'm a clown. Honestly, 
that's broaching into Tyron Woodley territory. If I was laying down on my bed and you were like, hey, you want these big red shoes on your feet? I'd probably be like, yeah, you heard what I just said. Go ahead and put them on because I'm a clown. If you said that outside waiting for me was a smart car and 12 guys just got out of it, yeah, that's normal because of what I just said. Clown. It's a clown out there. More clown jokes, please. <laughs> yeah. If you thought that everyone was irrationally afraid of me, oh, I, I believe you because of what I just said. If you asked me for a balloon animal, I'd say, got him right here because mm, clown. Clown. Just like Misha Tate. Love her. Love her. Love her to death. She's love great. She's great. But don't but say clown. that. Yeah, clown. absolutely don't say that. That's getting into like Tyron Woodley territory because what, after he got basically teched by uh, Usman, I almost said Woodman for some reason, by, by Kamara Usman, 50-45 them. One of those rounds could have even been a 10-8. He fucking went in a fighter Q&A as a guest fighter like months after that and said, I'm a nightmare matchup for him on paper. Hey, man, that fight didn't happen on paper. It happened in the T-Mobile arena, and you lost. Misha fought Amanda. And I get what she's saying, because Amanda's only lost in the UFC, or at least her most recent one, like the last loss, she's been on a tear for a while, was to Kat Zingano, who is wrestling-based, and wrestled the shit out of amanda misha tate also a wrestler but that fight happened i i don't know what to fucking say like i can't even defend that like now i'm so bitter because i i don't even remember that i that i even heard that and then god that is sorry i'm happy that's happening on your birthday but she thinks that she's going to be getting the belt after amanda oh no, honestly, I, I don't want to live in a world where Misha Tate doesn't win. So That's I'm fine. just going to pretend I didn't hear that. And yeah, I'm- but you, you do. You do definitely live in a world where sometimes her bag is full of red noses. Sometimes. There's another world we also live in that I can't talk about on the podcast. But anyway, do you have anything to add on this scenario or should we segue uh- into a break? <clears throat> Yeah, let's segue into a break. I was going to say about people joking yeah. about um, Rhonda coming back, but then, like I said, I already said don't. So, yeah, definitely just don't. Yeah. Um, don't. Okay. This isn't so the kind I of think... podcast where we talk about Rhonda Rousey ever. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, you know, it's like one of those people like, oh, disrespectful to the idea of what she did for the sport. Yeah, I get it. But it's similar to the concept of Connor. It's same same kind of, you know, shooting star not even because she already like reached the pinnacle got beat the fuck up tried to come back got beat the fuck up again and moved on so anyone talking about her return is bad shit yeah yeah fair enough okay well we will go to a break um on ronda rousey being bad shit and juice hating women all right see you guys (laughs) in a minute we'll see you guys in a minute And we are 
back from taking our back. meat sauce break. Oh, did you hear? Oh, <laughs> oh more shade. Oh, I love that. Yeah, more shade. Yeah, love that for you and me. Love that for me. Yeah. But mostly love it for me because I had text I love barbecue that for me. yesterday. Text barbecue. No vegetables in my body yesterday. Literally zero. Threw up this morning because of acid. But anyway. Oh, maybe that uh, is yeah, it's probably a sign that I should stop eating the meat. But guess what? Anyway, with that being said, <laughs> uh, we are back. Uh, Juice, did you find any hummus containers on your way uh, to the restroom? Uh, no, I did not. Okay, fantastic. Okay, well, let's get into it's these questions. And you definitely count. did. And you definitely had some meat. Let's keep going. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the forum starts now. Uh, let's uh, have some voice questions first, and then we'll get into some fun Twitter questions. Here is the first question from my homie, Rhino. From the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast. Hey, Juice and Leo, it's your big homie Rhino from the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast. I'm still kind of glowing in the aftermath of Francis Ngannou winning the heavyweight championship last night for the UFC. He's my absolute favorite fighter, as everybody knows. I don't shut up about it. But um, <laughs> uh, totally different from that subject matter, the uh, UFC is not having a card this upcoming weekend, but there is a really big Bellator card, which I'm very much looking forward to with Pitbull versus Sanchez and a bunch of other really good fights as well. The, the thing I got to thinking about was, if you're not really excited about it, if you're a big UFC person, uh, if you're not really excited about watching Bellator and you don't really watch bellator are you an mma fan like just in general or are you just a fan of the ufc's presentation of mma i mean i don't want to get too hard into the casual versus hardcore thing but just in general if you only watch the ufc are you really an mma fan or are you just a ufc fan that is a phenomenal question um i guess yeah i thank you rhino for that um, specifically because uh, hmm. the iteration or what we have you now for UFC is very much what probably like the sport has advanced so much. The more I think about it, like Bellator still feels for some reason to me very much like 2000 and like four or 2003 UFC. Um, there's something about it that I don't know what it is. Granted, these fighters are still fighting as much as they possibly can. They're still doing great things. There's still great knockouts, still great finishes, all that stuff. Um, you know, and people talk about Scott Coker paying his fighters more, the whole work. Um, I have, I have liked UFC's presentation more of as far as like the excitement goes like because I was telling Juice that the backstory of like I mean UFC's embedded has had like if UFC embedded wasn't there I don't think I'd be as invested in UFC as I was because when I first got into it like the fights were just the fights and I was like this is cool but then we watched the UFC which is first of all watching a UFC embedded and then going to the fight live is a a, a an example of once a lifetime experience. Yeah, it just feels weird. It feels weird in the sense that, like, you know these people when they step in the ring. You know, you know just a little bit enough about them. It made it made you know Juice was pretty much a big a huge fan of Bisping, and then I was like, okay, like this is someone I don't know at all. I had no idea who he was. Um, you know, Connor was the 
the biggest star I knew and, and whatnot. And then he was like, we need to watch these embedded before we go. Like we need to watch them before we go. And I was like, okay, man, we heard about the tickets. Let's invest. Let's do it. And watching Bisping's story and watching embedded unfold and then watching him knock out Luke Rockhold. I, I was more excited than juice was in the moment. Like we were both really excited, but I jumped rocketed out of my seat. I was like, I can't believe this just happened. I, I, that's amazing. Like what, what we just saw was amazing. And it was because of the investment of the embedded. Now, I'm not sure. I assume that Bellator has something similar, maybe that I haven't really quite invested into. But um, with that being said, I, I, I think I'm more of a, of a UFC fan, not to say, not to say that, that if I watched a Bellator, we're, we might watch him this week. I think we will, but we'll, we'll see if if we, depending on if we can or not, um, I mean, the fact that Pitbull is fighting is pretty cool, um, considering with the whole Michael Chandler thing and, and uh, Charlie yeah. Olives and stuff like that. Um, so that is might be something a point of contention for us to need to watch it at least to see like, okay, like this is where Michael Chandler came from and this is the person that's fighting for the UFC belt. Um, but I, I'd probably say I, I'm just a fan of UFC because of the investment of all that other stuff even though they don't pay their fighters boy that sounds terrible anyways juice <laughs> no it's 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 i i think i agree with most of what you're saying i want to say the only thing that i, and I don't want to add even more but the only way, thing that feels like 2004 ufc about bellator to me is just the fact that they sign uh, a ton of fighters that the ufc cut and it's usually people like machida and people like that who, who have been around a long time but yeah. other than that it doesn't really feel antiquated it just it definitely i don't know from for me the talent level isn't isn't quite there which is not to say that they don't have super talented fighters like um fatali nemkov is a fucking animal douglas lima animal and obviously like they have musasu who came from the ufc mm-hmm. he's a fucking animal as well for me, it comes down to a couple of things. And like, like you said, if they had something like embedded, I would definitely feel more invested. I think they do. I just like, for me, Bellator does, in my opinion, a bad job of, of engaging with the fans and letting them know about things like that. Where for me, I don't want to hunt it down. You know what I mean? And, and depending on how much time I have this week, I may do that because I do want to watch these fights. I wanted to take this time to, to go over them a little bit uh, because the, they're having right now a featherweight Grand Prix and, and Patricio Pitbull, um, as, as Rana said, the headliner, like you said, is the Bellator featherweight and lightweight champion, I believe. He's the champ champ over there because he knocked out uh, Michael Chandler. He's fighting Manuel Sanchez, who is a beast. And he is he's earned his shot. That fight is going to be great. But beyond that, there isn't a ton of intrigue for me. Um, the the next fight on the card, I think I'm going to go in reverse order. Usman Nurmagomedov versus Mike Hamill. Usman Nurmagomedov, I believe, is making his debut. This is, I think, Habib's cousin. Apparently, and you hear the name Nurmagomedov, you're like, oh, wrestler. Apparently, he's like a, a more of like a Muay Thai guy. Apparently, his striking is the thing to watch with him. But given that pedigree, like he trains with them and stuff and and can wrestle, but I think he prefers to strike, which that, that to me is super intriguing. Um, the next fight is Neiman Gracie versus Jason Jackson and Neiman Gracie I I like watching him fight because I I like jujitsu and I also like that he 
just he tries really hard in my opinion like he goes he really wants to carry the gracie name which hasn't happened in a while so that's going to be a fun fight like i'm talking myself into it the more i'm like talking about this guard yeah uh uh, another the Bellator's women flyweight uh, division, honestly, is not on par with the UFC because that, the UFC's women's flyweight is is one of my favorite divisions, but it's one of their stronger divisions. I feel uh, as far as their roster is concerned. Uh, that's the next fight. It's it's Alejandra Lara versus uh, Kana Watanabe. Don't know much about Watanabe, but I've seen Lara fight. She's she's great. Mitrione versus Tyrell Fortune is is opening up the card. That's the last fight uh, I want to talk about. I love watching Mitrione fight, but he sometimes is kind of an asshole online. And I don't understand. Like, I, I'll go back and forth because sometimes in interviews, he sounds really fucking smart. And then sometimes he won't. And I just don't know where I fall with him. Uh, Rhino is listening. He's upset at Mitrione for, for knocking out Fedor, who's one of his favorite fighters. Uh, I don't know if that's even true, but uh, Tyrell Fortune is one of those uh, guys that Bellator signed. He's like nine and one. He's like a prospect that they're trying to build. I don't know if this is the way to do it. So I like this because with Bellator, what they used to, and, and this happened in Showtime, not Showtime, fucking Strike Force when, when Scott Coker was running the show there, they would have a lot of fights that would feel like a squash match where they definitely want one guy to win. And this is a fight where, I don't know if that's the case. Uh, maybe they think Tyrell can beat Matt Mitrione. I don't know. In my opinion, I think it's it's it like Mitrione is a tough motherfucker. But to circle it back to to Rhino's question, and, and as far as like UFC versus MMA, when I first got into watching MMA, obviously it was because of the UFC. But once I realized there were other organizations that were like worth their salt, I started watching more. And you've said this on the on the podcast a couple of times, like. I, I got five pass. I binged a ton. I watched a bunch of tough. I was like, I became an MMA fan where I was watching it like a lot. I used to watch a ton of Invicta and at a certain point that stopped. And part of it was I got busy and I just didn't have time for other things. For what I have on my plate, I can only fit the UFC uh, and there's usually a card every week. So I just go super hard and, and super focused on the UFC. So it's not to say I don't enjoy the promotions. Like whenever I have time, like um, one, of, one of the buddies in the group chat, uh, freelance goon is big on Ryzen. And so like they had a card a couple of weeks ago, or like maybe it was a month ago at this point, like tension was fighting uh, the um Asaka was it, is it Asaka or Asakura brother. I think it's the, 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 the guy that knocked out Gooch and then, lost the rematch but they were fighting fucking tension was fighting it was a badass kickboxing fight i loved every second of it i love japanese mma it's just not on at a fucking opportune time for me like the like the one fc cards where dj is fighting sometimes i'll catch his fights but other than that they're on at like 5 a.m and we have all these like hardcores on twitter who are like oh got my pot of coffee brewing can't wait for these jmma fights and i'm like can't wait for sleep and, and getting ready for yeah, work. Yeah. So that's sort of usually where I fall on that debate. But as far as, you know, my fandom or whatever, I like it all. And, and I will watch the highlights and I'll try and keep up. But as far as viewing pleasure, viewing opportunity, I usually just focus all of my energy onto the UFC. Um, but um, I'll probably catch this Bellator fight because uh, there's some great fights on it. Yeah, I agree. So thank you for your question, Rhino. Definitely check out his show. Uh, I've said it before. It's a staple on my podcast rotation. 
He has some great interviews and some great takes. And my good homie, Drea, is awesome on his podcast. So next question is from my buddy, T-Cross. And this question is great. Can't wait. What's up, Leo and Juice? It's your boy, T-Cross, from the Tea Time with T-Cross podcast. Uh, question. So after the fights last night, obviously they're talking about John Jones getting the next title shot. Uh, and it reminded me that John Jones versus Daniel Cormier might be my favorite uh, rivalry in, in the history of MMA. And it had me wondering what your guys' favorite rivalry was. You know, there's been a ton of great ones from Tito to Chuck, Tito, Ken Shamrock, Brock Lesnar, Frank Mir, Jose Aldo, Conor McGregor. I can go on and on. Which one is your favorite? Thanks, guys. I love this question. Give but me a it's also really hard to answer because Jones in DC, probably the best one, uh, or at least one of the most intriguing ones. And he, I don't want to say he took that, but I also don't want to say one that he mentioned as just kind of, it feels like a cop-out. But Jones, or not Jones, DC and Stipe was a great rivalry for me for a while. And I got annoying on the timeline, I'm not going to lie, because... Uh, I really like both guys. And when they first fought, I was so conflicted about it. I was like, Oh, I don't want these guys fighting. These are like two of my favorites right now. I want them to stay. Like I want, you know, obviously DC had the opportunity to move up. Like that's great for him. Uh, but Stipe, I just wanted him to like continue to reign as like the you know dominant heavyweight champion. And when DC knocked him out, I learned something about myself. And that is I was more happy for DC then I was sad for Stipe. Yeah. And as unfortunate as that was, I was just like, <sighs> so in that moment, it felt like I almost like picked a side and it got really bad because there's like a bunch of like Stipe fans on, on MMA Twitter who are not gonna lie, sometimes a little crazy. And, and, and you can't say anything remotely critical about him because it'll get turned around. And it got that way for a while. Then I was, you know, when the rematches happened and Stipe came out on top, DC's finally retired. I'm so glad because now I have like a get to be a Stipe fan again, yeah. <laughs> which ended badly for me last night. So, right. it, you know, my favorite rivalry right now, I've got two. Well, I, I want to say I have a couple of honorable mentions. This is a great fucking question. So it was Bisping Rockhold for a while because the fucking detention between them, dude, was just so like it made everything because i was such a big at that moment right like bisping was my second favorite fighter when when he uh was fighting when he knocked out luke rockhold that was like it for me like you said we were both there you exploded i meant to say this earlier uh something happened with this podcast or almost happened didn't happen when i told you about it I have only heard you happier one more time in my life. And that was the, uh, the, the Bisping knockout uh, when he knocked yeah. out Rockhold. So I was just like fucking on fire. And recently now that they've made up and they're like training together or whatever, I'm like, yeah. don't want it. Stop yeah. that. It, honestly, like I, I, I'm happy for that because you shouldn't carry that grudge, but like, I don't know. Apparently it started. I don't know if this is like exactly where it started, but the Bisping had a documentary that is either in the works or already came out. I think it already came out. They reached out to Luke Rockhold for some comments. And apparently he actually said some nice things. 
And I was oh, like, wow. oh, fuck. So, uh, so that was um, one. What's two? And I, I'll, I'll let you go because um, I don't want to potentially take up anymore unless you're still deciding. No, go ahead. I think I got mine. I don't think you got it. My other two are uh, Izzy and Rob. And that's yep. because it's another moment because uh, obviously Izzy is my favorite uh, active fighter right now, other than Rox- Roxanne. Ro- Roxy's all time. Like can't yeah, even yeah. touch it. There's nothing that will ever pass my, you know, how I feel about Roxy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but Izzy's like my, my favorite right now, even though he makes it so hard to be a fan, but before Izzy fought Rob, I was a really big Whitaker fan and the yep. Whitaker fans on Twitter made it very hard to be a Whitaker fan. So it was a similar situation with DC and CP where I was like, fuck this, I can't. And now that Izzy's been wilding and Rob has been staying the nicest guy on the fucking planet. I've been like, ah, oh, dude, you know what? I love Rob. So even though that makes me conflicted again, I still love their their rivalry because it will always be based on the competitive spirit. And I honestly don't know about the rematch. Like I think it yeah. could surprise people. Other one uh, honorable mention is uh, Max and, and Volkanovsky. Uh, and, and honestly, just because it makes me like invigorated as like a Max fan to like mm-hmm. always want to see them fight. They're, they're, whenever they fight, it's amazing. Uh, yeah. So for me, um, the, the two that stick in my mind as far as like straight, straight up rivalries that I, that I got into when I was getting into MMA. Um, number one, which we got to see the the trilogy of um, Uriah Faber and Dominic Cruz. Um, yes. Great, great rivalry. Th- those guys. Oh, yeah. um, I remember that being yes. just like it was great. I remember watching it in the ring when it happened when um, when Dominic won. I was like, okay. And you and Kate were like, oh my god, this is like a huge a huge deal because like they had been rivals for a pretty long time. Um, yeah, so that one was like a very specific one that like felt real. And then another one that happened around the time that I started getting into MMA is uh, TJ Dillashaw and Cody Garbrandt. Um, it's, a, it's a, I like them because of the reality of them. The TJ, yeah. TJ Dillashaw and Cody Garbrandt run, that's as real as it gets. Like changing camps, like the whole, like that whole like disrespect, dishonor, you know, Cody trying to fight um connor over it you know like the whole like that's my dude and then tj's like well like mm-hmm. i guess we're cool but uh, i gotta go somewhere else. like that whole like the actual the actual drama behind it was such an interesting actual rivalry um you're so right i forgot about that and the, those are like my two like i said that i happen to be able to watch both of the the fights live um Cause we did. Yeah. We no wait, Maybe not. Maybe we didn't see TJ and, and, and Cody, no, but we did well, saw Uriah favor. I saw the first fight live at MSG when, when, when TJ knocked him out in the belt change hands and then we were supposed to. So I timed my trip back to LA. So after I moved to New Jersey, I scheduled a trip to LA like a year later in 2018, whenever they had their rematch and it was in mm-hmm. the stable center. I was like, dude, let's fucking go. It just didn't work out. We couldn't get tickets. I was like, okay, whatever. We, we watched it together. So, so we, we were watching the rematch together. Story for another podcast, by the way. I was very, very, very drunk for that. I don't know if you oh, great. I was very drunk. And I don't remember most of that fight. Well, no, I got drunker later for like the yeah. Suhudo fight. So I remember that um, 
I remember that fight and just like TJ winning quicker and just being like, okay, this rivalry is done, but it's still, it's still kind of bitter. And you're right. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, for, for greatness sake, um, the, the disrespect of, uh, the disrespect between actually, maybe I didn't like it because of the way that it ended. Um, the, the Connor and Khabib, um thing mm-hmm. yeah it was a good it was a good rivalry for the sake of like pay-per-views like to sell sell it very well but the disrespect on both sides like got like a little bit more out of hand like right it like got, like very ugly very fast yeah and like like with your eye favor and like then they're just kind of trash talking with tj dillashaw it's like the actions of like some like betrayal you know what i mean like it's a hundred percent betrayal i'm going to fight this person because they betrayed me you know that has some merit to it connor just being a bully could be being you know both of them kind of being mean back their 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 crews their clans fighting each other the bus incident the whole thing just got too far but with that being said um it was it was certainly a strong rivalry um, and still is kind of keeping Connor fans like, oh boy, like if Khabib come back, just wait till he runs into Connor. And you're like, what? <laughs> can, can I just tell you the worst thing? And I was thinking about this last night before, from the Nganu fight because, like, in my opinion, I, I still stand by what I said, even though it, it has not come to fruition and I look like an ass. In the time that Stipe and Francis have fought, we had not seen any improvement from Francis. He just Mm -hmm. did the same thing he has been doing, which is just knocking people out. We didn't get to see any improvements. Last night, we did see improvements. We saw how Usman's training him in wrestling is just so much better. We we did, but before that, we didn't. And so that was my uh, basis for that. Connor fans, immediately after the first fight, all they've said is, if you don't think Connor wins the rematch, you don't know anything about MMA. It's like, bro, you're literally insane. Yeah, I mean it's it's because someone has has uh, fights to show. So now, if anyone, I would love to see the evidence uh, that people feel for Connor and Dustin three. I really would. Uh, uh, J- January to July. Yeah. Come on. No, don't even. They're gonna base it off the one tweet where Connor said, "Guys, I'm gonna check the kick." <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, um, so those are those are good, great questions. Um, and then another and- another tweet. He said, "Translation: I am a horse." Did you see that, by the way? I did. Hectic one on Twitter. Shout out to Hectic. I don't know. If, I don't know if he listens to it, but Hectic one, the fucking king of memes on on MMA Twitter. He made some amazing memes where there was just like horses in the background. I don't know. It was so funny. Yeah. Um, All right. All right, so we got question. we got one more from from my homie Decrons, and uh, I haven't even listened to this one because it came oh, in great. like most of his at the buzzer. So I love it. Uh, let's just play it. Hey, what's going on, Juice, my brother? What's up, Leo? Um, I know we talked about it on the TL Juice, but like, really, what do you think is next for Francis? Do you do you think? because of his dominant performance i don't i don't know who's next for him probably Derek lewis or something like that but do you think we're gonna see john jones and stipe and a shit ton of eye pokes um what do you think's gonna happen there or do you think jones is gonna use those little legs and get on his bicycle and pedal out of there which would probably be a good move anyway love you brother happy sunday take care everybody juicy juice baby 
I fucking love this guy. Everyone go follow D Kronz at D C R O N Z. Use his little legs. Use his little legs. I never like, I want to squeal with delight. That was just so amazing. Um, well, you already know how I feel. Um, and, and, and you know what? It's 100% John Jones's fault. If he doesn't get that fight, just so you know, like, as far as like, I mean, it already would have been, I just mean that the fact that he came out like the night of and was like, pay me. It's like, uh, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, we got it. Um, I understand that he's John Jones is certainly not that. I don't know how much of a specific type of trash talker, because I know he has, he doesn't have any animosity towards Nganu. I know that that's true, but uh, anyway, Derek Lewis is next for Francis for, for Francis. It's, I'm almost positive now because especially like John Jones, like pay me and Dana was like, well, uh, no, <laughs> you know, so, but Stipe and John Jones does sound pretty good. I just don't know what, what John Jones would want to do with that. But for the fight, for the viewers, I would watch that every day of the week. Absolutely. My thoughts are this. So with regards to like Stipe versus John Jones, that has been talked about for a while since Stipe was the, was the champion. Jones was the champion. Like they wanted to make that fight. So I wouldn't hate it if the fact that if they're like, okay, Derek Lewis is a rifle contender. Let's keep it moving. Have him fight Ganu, put Jones and Stipe. Uh, well, I mean, Jones is a headliner, so you can't really, but, uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like if Stipe thinks he like deserves a rematch, maybe they say, okay, we'll fight Jones and then, you'll get your rematch or whatever. Cause I feel like Stipe would even say yes to that because it's, it's such a, like that in and of itself is, is a mega fight that they could yeah. make regardless of mm-hmm. who has a belt or who doesn't. Um, but my thoughts are this. So I want to talk about, I, I said it earlier, that I was going to save some of the stuff about Jones saying like pay me and, and other things. Um, he said this last year when he uh, relinquished the belt where he was like, they want me to fight at heavyweight. They want me to do this. I said, pay me. They said, no. So I'm just walking away. I remember in that moment being like, okay, I support this. This is great. And I even, I had, I remember I had uh, Fernanda on the podcast. Uh, she said something, which I'll never forget where she was like, might fuck around, and agree with John Jones. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, might fuck around and agree with John Jones. And I did. And I still do as far as his stance on fighter pay. Yeah. However, I am boggled at this whole situation because when that happened and he relinquished the belt and he basically said, okay, if they're not going to pay me, I'm retired. He literally even like was like saying that. And I had questions on the podcast where they're like, do you think Jones is retired? I'm like, no, I don't. He eventually said, okay, just had a nice talk with the UFC. We've sorted everything out. I'm moving up to heavyweight. We're going to do it. And then they've announced like, okay, Jones is fighting the winner of Stipe and Francis. How the fuck was that contract not already in place? Secure your bag, John Jones. Don't fucking sit here and say, okay, I'm training. I'm moving up to heavyweight and then pay me. So like with regards to these specific things about him saying, pay me. Out of context, yes. Pay that man whatever yes. the fuck he wants. He's the most dominant fighter in the history of the sport. He's the most mm-hmm. decorated fighter in the history of the sport. He's the most eye pokiest fighter in the history of the sport. <laughs> Fucking pay the man. 
but don't fucking sit here and your first tweet is pay me after the fight that has been promised and been talked about for a year yeah go home yeah so i just the whole situation is fugazi and i and i feel like he's just trying to to publicly negotiate with with, with the ufc on on twitter like he already did But, but but dana fucking going in the press conference saying oh maybe he should go to 185 maybe i'm gonna have francis fight Derek lewis like the whole gamesmanship of that is so like you're not gonna out petty dana white bro understand like as as the fighter in this situation as the people who they they, the money fight that people want to see you do have a lot of cards but at the end of the day the ufc is not crying over spilled milk of losing you they can pay Derek lewis less money and and have still an amazing fight because he's a big star in his own right so like the fact that John Jones thinks he has power in this situation, it just blows my mind. Yeah. Like I said, stance on fighter pay, stance on John yes. Jones getting money, get your bag, make that money. He should be one of the highest fa- uh, paid fighters, if not the highest paid fighter. However, this is just a fucking bad look of him being like, oh, fucking pay me right away. Like, yeah, bro, I agree. We have a contract in place already. It's, just, yeah. it's yeah. so dumb. Yeah. So I think we've <laughs> yes, said we've everything got this. we okay. Yes. So I agree. let me now move into the Twitter. Um I have a couple of let me just make sure I get my notes right. So I have a couple of DM questions before we get into the actual Twitter forum. Um I got one from the homely gator. And he sent it in the group chat, and it's almost very hard to keep track of those because we just tweet a lot. Here we mm-hmm. go. Okay. He said, my question for the pod is, can Sean O'Malley make it to the top 10 with piss poor defense against a leg kick? Very quickly, my answer, no. What's he at now? He's not ranked, is he? I think I think he's like 13. 13, 13 yeah. Like um, maybe, maybe, after the Cheeto fight, I'm not sure actually. He may be not ranked. Bantamweight is a stacked division, dude. Yeah. Uh division is stacked. Yeah. yeah, I uh I do. I do. Um his defense is terrible, but I think if he um mm, oh I think he will. I really do. I think that you think he will he's, he's like a jackass and I get it about it, but I think he learned. I think he'll just be like, Yeah, I'll swarm. Because the Wyland one obviously made it look like he, you know, wasn't, you know, that whole thing. But I think that from here, now that he went three rounds and wanted to knock off KO, I think he's going to want to earn it um, this next time around. So I think that I think he has a potential. But as far as like his defense goes, yeah, he's going to have to to get anywhere past six. Yeah, he's he's going to have to get that those that defense way up. But his um, his striking is definitely there he hits pretty fucking hard so what i was gonna say actually even though i said no it almost won't be a factor because the ufc likes him and is going to push him so he's going to get favorable matchups that are going to get him there you know sort of regardless i mean that that is still a shark uh tank in that fucking top 15 of the of the bantamweight division but Mm -hmm. i i think that maybe the ufc would would push him i don't know but i don't want to say too much on it because I have another question from the homie AP Brox, which is very similar. And I want to go in on this. So that's the question is at AP Brox, go give her a follow. And I'm sorry. I didn't shout out Gator. It's at Gator Knoweth. 
So give him a follow. And it's Gator underscore Knoweth. And definitely follow Gator because the tweets, uh, if you go into tweets and replies, uh, have been very interesting today. So, so definitely give Gator a follow. But anyway, at AP Brox, she says, who are the top three leg kickers in the Bantamweight division, not named Cheeto, who could cripple Doucheface O'Malley again? And I have a very good one right off the bat. And I'll let go you go. No, go ahead. Because we have to give three. Yeah, I got it. Chris Gutierrez. So Chris Gutierrez had a TKO from leg kicks recently, and I can't remember who he was fighting, but it was nasty, dude. Uh, and he he hit Andre Yule with some with some nasty leg kicks as well. Uh, the guy is a beast, and I want to see that fight. That's a fucking amazing fight to me. So uh, that's my pick right now. And I want to hear one from you and I'll, and I'll give another one. Um, well, the king of them, Jose. Oh, I forgot he's a Bantamweight dude. And I, I feel like he's so, I mean, well, he just beat, he just beat Cheeto, bro. That's amazing. Dog, Jose and Sean, legs gone. Legs out. Legs out. Forget your fucking legs. Jose Aldo's going to kick him. Yeah, exactly. They're going to call him Jose No Legs Aldo. And they're like, but he has legs. Like, no, he's taking them all. <laughs> that literally is an antithesis statement. It doesn't even make sense at all. doesn't make any sense. But yeah, jo- Jose Aldo, I mean, everyone talks. everybody has talked about his leg kicks forever. Um, so, yeah, he would, Sean would tip way the fuck over. <laughs> yeah. Um, my other pick, I was going to say Pedro Munoz. Yep. Yep. I feel like in the, in the Jimmy Rivera fight, he was hitting him with some, with some nasty leg kicks. And I think he may have got Frankie with a couple of them, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, 100% the Aldo one, you just, you took it. But those three, those are, that's a fucking murderer's row right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just no way he's got a, like I said, his striking is no joke, but he's just got to really figure out that defense for that. Cause that's going to be his, someone's going to fuck him up. <laughs> um, all right. Perfect. So next fight, uh, next, not next fight. Next question is from the homie at Ty fly guy 15. Love this guy. Go give him a follow. He says, Hey juice. I'm sending you this because my audio isn't working, but what are your thoughts of MMA fighters having only fans pages? BM Lucky just got one, so I'm intrigued. Uh, okay. Um, what are your thoughts, Leo? I'll let you go first. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I guess he did ask you. I'll set this one out. <laughs> well, he did. Okay. It's just, Leo's just reclining. Um, do you want me to go first or no? Yeah, go ahead. So, my thoughts are this. Um, First of all, it speaks something like that speaks to a fighter pay issue, um, or at least it could. But I don't want like I fucking hate when uh, these fucking dudes on MMA Twitter are like, uh, "Oh, this fighter is is she's not good. She should just start an OnlyFans," as if that's like the fucking only avenue that they should be making money, which is just like mm-hmm. not a thing. However, I also like 
I support anyone who wants to do that. Like it's your body, make whatever fucking money off of it you want and, and do it because like, dude, if, if, if dudes are going to fucking give out money to say you mm-hmm. do that. Um, yeah. So I, I, I waver between like being want to be like super supportive. Cause like absolutely, even if they're paid what they deserve from fighting, like why not make more and do that? But also I want to make sure that it isn't an issue of, of like needing to, you know what I mean? Like out of like financial necessity. Cause number one, that doesn't make for good content. Um, number two, it's just not a good look. Um, but it, I didn't even know about being lucky when he uh, referenced this, but it's been a trend, dude. Like uh, Jessica, I just, just did one and uh, Rachel Ostovich and Valerie Laredo did like, a, you know, behind a paywall, which is the same thing basically, uh, you know, with a different name and, and they both had said that they like did not want to do an OnlyFans. It's literally just a stigma, bro. You just put some content behind the paywall. Like you're doing the same thing. Um, but anyway, support. Very, very much support. But also the fight or pay thing is, is, a, is a conversation that needs to be had. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was talking about this. It's kind of come up in conversation as far as like how why why only fans is becoming such a big popular thing recently um not only specifically between all players but that it's even becoming a common online vernacular uh everyone's talking about it everyone's mm-hmm. saying it everyone's doing it everyone wants someone to have like not want someone to have one but you know someone that has paid to to them i've even had friends yeah. that i don't know but they're talking about their other friends sorry um that have been like oh like i must have done like you know twenty dollars here thirty dollars here and i'm like why why that? Why? It doesn't really make any sense. But with that being said, I started to realize that the pandemic and everything that's kind of happened since this point, because OnlyFans has been around for a little bit of time, but I just meant that the idea of human connection, number one, and the idea of um, exclusivity are two very weird driving factors that make this thing kind of explode in the way. Now, with that being said, for fighters, it's kind of more specific to the fact that, well, I don't know how in depth or in detail their OnlyFans goes, but if you take a step back from the stigma that is the entire platform of what you think of OnlyFans, when you think of OnlyFans, if you take that away and look at it as a whole, in reality, it is personalization and, and personal touch with a fighter connecting with their fans. Exactly. I have to say that we have to make that discussion about the fighter pay. But with that being said, if that lawsuit does go through, and if they do make that $5 billion back and all the fighters that were a part of it make their money, as we rightfully should, I think that OnlyFans should be pushed as the level of customization. Because the UFC right now owns customization. They own a Reebok shirt that says the fighter's name on it. They own, you know what I mean? Like I right. get the concept behind OnlyFans as far as like, you know, the, the the stigma of like naked photos, which at the end of the day, I guess is kind of a stigma, I suppose, but they're there and the fighters are doing it. So I can't shame someone for doing what they want to do and people paying into it. If people are paying into it, that's on them. Like that's right. their money. They can do what they want with it. And the fighter is offering it. It's not like, 
It's their body. They can it's do whatever like, they yeah, want. It's not like, yeah, it's not like, it's not like a fighter like was like, oh, someone's selling my nudes online. Like it's right, them. Exactly. It's, they're it's benefiting. They're, yeah. they're, bene- they're, they're the ones putting themselves to do it. So with that being said, um, it's fine. Yeah. Because, because that's all they can do right now, really. Um, so if let's say that the legality goes and they win their money and stuff like that, um, then I still think that OnlyFans should still be around for fighters to even give more customization or more things of someone to, to, to say something about them. The safety of it, as far as I know, sounds safe. I understand that it could get bad. Um, you know, I mean, there's weirdos everywhere. But, uh, but overall, if the fighters feel comfortable doing it, yeah, do it all. Make your money because guess what? Some yeah. people, I mean, you know what? OnlyFans, fantastic. What do I feel about fighters having Twitch streams? Same thing. Exactly. 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 It's the exa- they're they're one and the same. And that's what I wanted to put because you, in your explanation, you made me realize that it doesn't have to be adult content and it was primarily made for that. But like, right. it became a, a Twitter trend to be like, oh, OnlyFans, but it's just me doing this. Like, yeah. OnlyFans, like, and so I made it. But uh, those actually exist. Now, do they get exactly. a lot of money? Right. Probably I mean, not. If there's a market, like, but, it's very niche, but. But if it's a famous fighter, probably. But that's what I mean, I'm saying. Stipe, like, so I, even explained about his Twitch. He's like, Twitch pays for my uh, my house, my car, my this, and I was like, great, yeah. good, boom. That's that's what it should. So yes, OnlyFans. Yes, do I have one? No. Will I get one? Maybe. Absolutely. Did you know that uh, our friend uh, Joe Filippone has an OnlyFans? Oh, fantastic. Anyways, next question. Uh, so I want to circle back to the, that's it for the DM questions. Before we get into the Twitter form, I want to circle back to uh, voice questions because I got one from the homie MMA Catfish um, queued up here. And his questions are always on point. So let me play it right now. Hey, Julio, baby. It's MMA Catfish. Wow. What? a title fight massive props to big fran i didn't think he improved at all and holy shit he did that sprawl was fucking filthy what i called about not particularly a question but rather to say fuck you dana white that motherfucker Already tried to lowball John Jones, starting with his same old bullshit. Oh, the fighter wants money to fight? Oh, see, oh, he's not a real fighter, that fucking goof. A real fighter take a fight for pennies so I could fucking jack off and all the money I make off of it. Fuck Dana White. I'll stream every goddamn fucking fight until half fighters actually get a fucking share of their revenue. He's literally fucking them all over, and he will never give them another fucking dime because we pay for the fucking fights. None. If he wants to actually fucking share the money properly, like in every other major fucking sporting league, cool. Until then, that cocksucker can just shove it up his ass. I won't give him a fucking dime. And F.M.P. I mean, yeah, similar similar sentiments. A can't. Yeah, dude. Sorry, it's it's he's Fucking right. Fucking facts. Everything he just said was was facts. Um, Sorry, man. Yeah, I don't know that I have much to add. Is uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we talked about the situation. D- Dana White doing that is 
is peak Dana White. And it always, like, I am always so surprised at myself for not expecting that. Like, I mean, I do, but at the same time, it it still enrages me. Like the fact that you you said, you've said just, just now, I mean, on this one, you just said like nobody out petties Dana and that's the case. It's just, that's point blank it. And until that happens, well, that we're going to just, yeah. I don't know. Like we've, we've talked about it and I know you, you, you used to, but I mean, we're still on the similar horse. I mean, I definitely, I mean, as far as like getting fighters pay and, and streaming and stuff like that, but yeah, no, it, it's just the way that like, it's like, well, you know, John Jones, you know, it's like him being like, well, John Jones shouldn't be asking for this. And then it's like, well, Dana, you shouldn't be asking for $70 from every fight. You know what I mean? Like if you're not going to pay your fighters, you know, it's like this weird, right. like triangle pyramid scheme concept. He's like, well, you should pay me more Dana. And he's like, well, you should just want to take a fight. And I, I'm, I'll charge $85 for all these fight cards, you know, like, come on, man. Like you, it's the buck stops with you. You're the face of the company or the head of the company. You're the dickhead of the company. And, uh, but I mean, but really like no one out petties yeah. him and, and he has the ability to say, this is what's going to happen. This is what's not going to happen. And that's all there is to it. It sucks. And we're going to keep doing what we're going to keep doing, you know, F, uh, uh, friendly sparring pod is going to friendly sparring pod. Exactly. We're going to talk One about pegging add, every time. Yeah. Every time. And you know, it's funny. We haven't yet, but you just brought it up. So now we have. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, guys, I'm glad it wasn't me. Thank you for sharing the load. I'm happy. I'm you're very welcome. The, the non-existent load that comes out of pegs because they're right. actually not penises. They're just pegs. But with that being said, I really hope Dana White gets pegged and I really hope he doesn't like it. And I really, really hope that he has a lot of identity crises about it. And then he decides to pay his fighters. Can you imagine if he goes in a, like a press conference where he's like, I've just had a revelation. And someone who has this information is like, yeah, it's because you got fucked in the ass. And he's like, shut up. He's Dude. like, no, don't say that. But hold on. I got some good news for everyone. You're all getting a bunch of bonuses for Christmas because I feel really good about what just happened. Like really good, like uncomfortably good about what just happened. But here I am. Yeah. And he's like, ah, yeah. Giving my money away and getting pegged. Woo. And then don't you forget about me. Uh, Yeah. So guys, this is a pegging podcast. Okay. Yes, it is. All right. Anyway, just just so everyone knows, don't worry about it. Um, Dana White can get pegged, especially if he doesn't like it. And if he does like it, he can get pegged by something he definitely feels uncomfortable about. Especially. Yeah. All right. So we're now moving to the Twitter forum. We have a great uh, tweet from the homie Mix the Man. Uh, at Mix the Man. Mix the Doo-Doo is the name. He says, John Jones and Colby have been two of the highest profile guys to address the UFC needing to pay them their worth, yet they're both so unlikable, nobody seems to be listening. So should we listen and care more when asshats like Colby and John Jones at least go on record and rally for better pay? By the way, I want to add Henry Cejudo to that list because he's another one that like we fucking can't stand, but he's like, oh, we need to get paid more. I deserve more pay. 
I think it comes down to a few things. And I think as a, like the MMA Twitter community, we're pretty like good with advocating for fighter pay. Although, you know, the homie Yugi had a good point about people not really wanting to, you know, rally behind John Jones and mm-hmm. the bias and all that. I think that's a very valid point, um, which I, in my opinion, address. And I think I'm, I'm pretty justified in my uh, thoughts on it um, because I mostly agree, but I kind of don't about a few things. What is a problem for like most of the general public that are like that casually watch MMA? I don't want to say this is like casuals or whatever, but people that like talk about MMA is that they're, they are um, fans of other sports where the athletes are paid exorbitant amounts of money and they just are like have a great life and i think some people assume that that's the case for the ufc and they just believe dana when he's like oh these guys make a ton of money and they don't know about the reports to come out with disclosed pay and how much they have to fucking pay their managers and whatever and like whenever i make a tweet about it some dusty motherfuckers in my mentions are like well they deserve what they agree to fair kind of but they also don't have leverage like Mm -hmm. Guys that like Colby and John Jones like have some leverage. So w- which one is it? Like, should we be? You know, this is a great point by Mick because at the same time, I, I think they're probably paid what they're worth. Although I would argue that like John Jones deserves more, but yeah. Colby or but they're also paid way more than everyone else. So yeah. they're not going to get any sympathy from fighters on the roster. What needs to happen, honestly? unionize that's kind of it bro like that's kind of the only way and and i've I've talked to mick actually a couple times about unionization how like actually difficult it really could be and and it would have to cover like training and and lots of other things that it was it would be so deep to to like actually get into but as far as the only way that things like this are going to happen where actual change gets enacted and, and and they get the pay they deserve is by having a seat at the table. And the only way to do that is with the union. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree there. I mean, you know, going to the question specifically, um, anyone who wants to talk about it, whether they're problematic or not, um, which is also another even weirder aspect to think of that, like someone being canceled for something, um, advocating for more pay like you know in the same sentence being like yeah don't take the vaccine but also can you pay me more be like my brain has to go through this so many things like you're right because every fighter should and the so anyone that's talking about it should be it's not listening to them because at the end of the day everyone's gonna listen to whoever you want it's the action of it it's putting those things into action the lawsuits the action until anything happens with that everyone's saying what they what they want to you should definitely say yeah, of course, because they do deserve fighter pay. You actually do. Des- you actually do think all. You know, uh, what is it? Um, a, a rising ship sinks all boats, or something like that. A rising, rising tide. tide lifts all boats. It's all yeah. boats. Yeah. So let's just exactly you know, let's rise the tide. Let's get them. Let's get the full moon out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Couldn't have said Bobby Knuckles got to get paid. You know. Yeah. Oh. All right, the next question is from Oh my god, Juice. Wait, don't quit asking what? questions. Oh my god. <laughs> what? We have we have to find a fighter. 
a female fighter that has a bad nickname. And we call her Peggy Knuckles. <laughs> Guys. Well, there is a fighter named Peggy Morgan <laughs> who's retired. And we need a new one. Guys. Guys, we need her name to be Peggy Knuckles. And her shirt that she designs has a bunch of plugs on it. Because she's Peggy Knuckles. What are you on right now? Guys. (laughs) By the way, I want to let you know this is not a live podcast. So guys, it's just me right now. I keep waiting for a response. Peggy, chime in. Knuckles. (laughs) It's the greatest thing I've ever said. Peggy Knuckles. I'm dying. (laughs) Her shirt design has a bunch of pegs on it. And her name is Peggy Knuckles. Knuckles. (laughs) All right. This is something I want to I want the listeners to chime in on. So we, we should we should tweet about this. We gotta find a fighter named Peggy Muck. We gotta let's the fucking next next week we're gonna get to it in in a in a second. Next week is gonna be a Q and A show. Y'all better mm. come with some fucking Peggy Knuckles recommendations. I love it. So okay. Anyway, sorry guys. Best thing I've ever said. Definitely the title of this show. Anyways, let's keep going. Definitely, absolutely. Um, so, uh, <laughs> next question is from my homie, the MMA dude. It's at Phil, the MMA dude, co-host of the split decision podcast. Love this guy. He says, what will the excuse be for the Jones fans when John refuses to fight Francis? He is already on record saying that Francis should fight Derek Lewis next. Uh, this is one that I'm like, I don't know. I see, I go back and forth between like, being a Jones sympathizer and being not because he's annoying me with a lot of his fucking, he fired off like 15 motherfucking tweets, dude. Like chill. Um, But also we've established that he should get paid. And at the same time, I stand by my stance of that should have already been fucking taken care of before you said, Hey, I'm going to fight the winner. It's only, it's only for me, it's only good because what's going to happen is, What's great, actually, it's a, it's good. If Jones doesn't fight, this is weird. This is the only time that I feel like the fans are going to, all the fans that are fans of John Jones are going to advocate for fighter pay. So anyone advocating for fighter pay equals good. So John Jones not fighting equals more people advocating for fighter pay. So, yeah, that's what they're going to do. They're not going to say anything else because John Jones mentioned pay him. And obviously, if John Jones doesn't fight, their first association is going to be that the fact that he said pay him, which means that they didn't, then they'll be like, well, Dana didn't pay enough. And then guess what? Well, Dana doesn't pay enough for anyone. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, the, right. cycle. So, the cycle. So John Jones, it actually might be better for the whole entire MMA community to be on John Jones' side because you you love John Jones so much that you believe in, in you'll start to be like, yeah, fighters should get paid more. Uh, but John Jones should get paid more than everyone else. But the fact that no, they're not paying him like this, you know, legend of the sport shows you that 
everyone should not be treated that way. So that whenever your favorite fighters are not your favorite fighters that are moving up the ranks, that when they become legendary status, you won't have to make this argument again and again. So yep. the excuse is going to be fighter pay, and I can't wait. <laughs> well said. Um, and I'll just I'll add something that it, it's like the John Jones fans that listen to this podcast are good people, yeah. at least as far as I know. The ones that don't listen to this podcast that are bad people, it's time to talk about them for a second. Okay. The John Jones stands on Twitter that just worship the ground he walks on are never going to rationally accept any valid criticism. So it doesn't matter. Like they'll say whatever crazy bullshit they're going to say. And that's sort of it. Like whenever John Jones does some like terrible things, uh, they'll be like, well, this man needs help. And I'm like, okay, sure. But he's been given help. And he's been given yeah. second and third and fourth and fifth chances. So at this point, what are we even doing? Yep, yep, yep. And that, that's my stance on that. All uh, right. Next question is from Pat Tobin at Pat underscore Tobin. He says two part. I won't try and do the fucking dialect for the question. He says two-parter thoughts on Misha Tate coming out of retirement. Love it. <laughs> he says, how yep. will she go? And is there any worse way to lead into a pay-per-view than Yanni the Greek? Is he seriously the best the UFC can do? I have so many fucking thoughts about this dude. First of all, we did our spiel on Misha. Do you have anything to add? No. Nope. Um, but to answer his specific question, how will it go? I think she's going to beat the dog shit out of Marion Renault. How is that going to go? Great. How is she going to? How is she going to end up? Clown. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, you're right, clown. Um, as far as Yanni the Greek, dude, I every time that motherfucker. First of all, okay, so I grew up in uh, like with the different perspective than most people. My dad was at one point a professional sports handicapper. Like he would help, you know, with the lines and then and give people like betting advice. So whenever I see people on Twitter talking about the bets they make and all this other bullshit, it is the most cringe thing of all time, and anyone who like like loses bets and is like openly talking about like zero sympathy for me uh and i know that's a really asshole thing to say and i generally like to apologize for things like that but that's just how i feel and i can't change that about myself yeah now, um when it comes to that segment so, so already this how so so whenever they those two dudes go on the screen yanni the greek and the other fuck i'm like can we fucking fast forward, please? Hey, get this bullshit off my TV. However, if I have to endure it at all, if they want to make like betting lines a part of the fucking thing, I want someone else. The guy looks like death warmed over, like he was <laughs> drug up from a fucking like rotted corpse and they put some makeup on him. And it, like, he's like, Yep, looks just like that. Fucking go away. Oh my God. And, and, and the things he says are just like nauseating. Yeah. Absolutely uh, nauseating. So I'm going to assume I know what you're talking about because that part of my stream cut out. Um, so I have no idea who this guy is. But it sounds like we got to cancel Pat Tobin now because he doesn't like Greek people. 
<laughs> no, that's just okay. Ba- just based on the question? <laughs> no, I'm there's, just kidding. there's absolutely no campaign to raise awareness about Greek people. It's totally fine that he said that. I got it. I got it. Um, cool. So it was, be- it was uh, I guess, uh, b- the better was talking about the lines that you can open as far as like betting on the fights for the night. They 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 talk about Nothing. betting advice and and fucking yeah exactly like, it is so nauseating I get angry so I get so angry Guys, about it dude I how the fuck are we talking about where degenerates are gonna place their money and where they're not like bro do that on your own time don't put it on the fucking broadcast okay this, I'm first of all I think this is probably gonna be one of our better best episodes at this point just because of how both impassioned we've been throughout this episode I love it. Man, we okay. Don't worry. Within, I want to say by the time summer hits, we we should have at least one filmed podcast. It's too. It Juice's face is too funny. It's it's too funny. It's, not, it's too funny not to, because he's so impassioned yeah. about it. It's dumb. It and I and I remember you talking about it. Um, or as far as like putting it on Twitter, and I was like, what is he even talking about? And now that I'm seeing your face. I'm like, okay, well, they definitely aren't going to put that guy yeah. back up there. Well, no. Whole, first of all, they've been doing Hopefully. this. This is not the first time. Um, okay. It felt it felt like more prominent, but, it, but dude, every time I feel I feel assaulted by this poor fucking man. Like, uh, <laughs> you could put Luke Rockhold. Oh man, doing a seminar on oh, how man. to appropriately talk to a woman in the Me Too oh, era. I love it. Post Me Too era. And I would rather watch that than Yanni talking about betting or <sighs> anyone talking about betting. <laughs> okay, I got it. That's, man, you're, you're very impassioned. All right, let's, let's move on. Okay. All right. So speaking of Greeks, my favorite Greek of all time, Pamela at Harry Nothrotita, which means sloth in greek um wholesome mma this is my girl she says thoughts on jj versus nganu just all the thoughts um she's been telling me about francis for a while i mean not that i didn't know about it whatever but she's been telling me that francis is gonna win she's like on the francis train and not for the reasons that other people are like about like fucking his like scary knockout power or whatever just for him having this like amazing backstory and being like mm-hmm. so wholesome so I, I, I love that about her and the 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 fact of like John Jones versus Ngannou, I I have like before this fight, I have said like okay yeah Ngannou has the death touch, but also John Jones is the best fighter in the world, and he can like he's a fucking phenomenal wrestler as well, and Ngannou has shown a terrible deficit in that area. Now yeah. Yeah. it is very interesting to me because not only is Ngannou scary as fuck, not only does he have all the muscles, uh, he can now defend takedowns. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a, it's going to be a very interesting fight. I, I don't know which way it goes, but the way that I do hope it goes is Nganu knocking out John Jones. That's the way I do. I I do hope that that's what happens. Um, just for the, just for the sake of, uh, you know, like the whole, um, the theatrics I do like, but there's something about these types of theatrics. Like I'm going to go up to heavyweight, maybe fuck around. Like there's something to be said about this, especially when you've, I oh, mean, when was the last time John Jones even fought at this uh, point? Reyes, uh, February of last year. Yeah. So like, 
at this point we're looking at what maybe July if it happens and if it doesn't then what right like then he becomes what nothing you know what I mean like there's no like what are we doing like what are we gonna if, if John Jones and Ngannou don't fight hey what's next for John Jones nothing. anybody know yeah yeah, no, yeah exactly. exactly exactly no relinquish his belt they didn't pay him more he wants to come up pay him we got it that was the argument before I get it but with that fight um I think it'd be great also um mm, yeah no yeah that's that's all I gotta say about that right all right so that actually concludes the twitter forum I had put another one from Decrons in there but we ended up talking about it because he did the call in and said so that being said Leo yes what do we have on tap for next week? So I was thinking about this with the, the fact that we don't have any fights with the exception of the Bellator as um, Rhino brought up. Um, I think that for next week, because of the fact that it's going to be a little bit of a slower one, uh, we'll probably talk about the Bellator fights a little bit, but I think we want you guys to send in your hypotheticals. Um, all of them. And when I mean hypotheticals, and this is what I mean. And I know it's fun to, to kind of have where we want to have like, let's call it the barbershop episode with the exception of, I don't want any of those bullshit barbershop talks. I don't want <laughs> 2004 GSP versus 2016 Khabib. I don't want that. I want Peggy Hill versus March Simpson. You understand? Do you guys get the levels I'm talking about? I do not want, I, cause honestly, guys, we talk about fights all the time. And probably at some point you guys are like, yeah, I'll just check out touch my dick, <laughs> like that. Something along those lines happen. And don't raise your eyebrows like that juice. It makes it seem very interesting that you just raise your eyebrow when I say touch my dick or something. Anyways, with that being said, we, please stop. We, we want um, hypotheticals, preferably in the fight realm. And we will kind of try our, our hardest to answer them. And it's, it suits my, me and Juice's personality the best because these are hypotheticals that we have to think of and make fun of and joke about. And obviously yes. that's one that we all know that Marge Simpson would win. But with that being said, with uh, the exception of the fact that Peggy Hill's name is Peggy. Anyway, um, with that being said, um, just things like that, um, you know, King Kong versus um, Godzilla or like um, stairs mm -hmm. or something like just off the wall stuff. Just send all your crazy stuff in. Please, we'll answer them hypothetically. We may be drunk. We may be high. We may be both. Yeah, maybe we can both. do a bunch of stuff. Maybe um, yeah, it'll be hyphy and all those things. <laughs> but I just think that it would be fun and you guys will have fun on the Sunday listening to us and it'll be a shorter episode or longer. It might even be four hours long. Are we going um, to keep it to just MMA or like fight related? Uh, yeah, I would, all those I would, are like hypotheticals, like fights. I would, like, I would, I, I, I think if it's more on the fight side, I think we're going to open a Twitter. Cause um, I, w I wouldn't mind some like wacky, would you rather's a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, the whole thing. Would you rather have dicks for hands or hands for yeah, dicks? A hundred percent. Yeah. The whole thing. Just give us, just, just throw the whole kit and caboodle. Cause, right. because so I think that would be. If you fun. have them in that you want to send them in via voice, please do that. It's preferred. That line is always open. And if you are don't know what it is or you need the link, DM me. Also, you can DM me. You can email them, fightingwithmyselfpod at gmail.com. 
yeah. the fucking the lines are open baby so let's uh, yeah let's let's have some fun let's have some fun next week let's laugh let's let's uh, relax before we get into more fights let's get this break or um and let you guys look into our brains as far as how we think about stuff i mean you already know how we think but on these hypotheticals you'll get our take or at least what you would like our takes on um so i think that that's what we're going to do for next week and uh look forward to it if we don't we don't but i think we will so okay well my name is leo and his name is juice and when i say his name i'm pointing at him and you guys can't see that but his name is juice uh, you can follow me at LeoGH at 2113 on Twitter, as well as on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me there if you want. I don't post a lot. I do post a lot of um, stories, uh, but it's mostly just stuff you don't even care about. Um, and then uh, you can also follow Juice. Uh, he is mainly the one behind the uh, Friendly Spar pod. Yep. Handle. At Friendly Spar pod on Twitter. At Friendly Spar pod handle on Twitter. And he's also something else on Instagram. I think it's the same thing. Anyways, what a great ending. What a great ending. Yeah, what a great, great ending. Anyways, uh, let's have another show right now. Let's just, okay, cool. let's just do another one. All right. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast with Juice.